Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. What in the hell do you think you're doing? Hey... John Boy. I'm telling you straight, it's my way or the highway. So anybody wants to walk, do it now. Hey, everybody, we're all going to get late. And again, it's picked up. It's Darius Leonard. A pick six for the Maniac. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. Yes, sir. Oh, the second. Double time. John, I have never been better to be on the air with you here in Indianapolis, a place where so many of my dreams have come true. The Ride with JMV on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, hope everybody is having a fantastic Friday. Let's get rocking. Let's get you geared up and ready to go for a fantastic weekend. I know it's supposed to storm tomorrow. Here, there, right? I know that it appears that the Canadian wildfire smoke is coming back. Just never the right smoke. Never the best smoke. That's coming back this weekend. But you know what? What we're going to do is soak up a Friday where we talk a lot of sports. Soak up a Friday. We talk about what you want to hit. Soak up a Friday where we give away stuff. Man, I'm telling you, everybody in the world is out right now. I can't remember a time. Now, Dave Matthews band before, Foo Fighters before, and I remember those moments, too, when tickets were so incredibly popular, but the whole Farm Aid thing that we've been doing for the past now, make it four days today, has maybe outdistanced them all. And believe me, over the years, we've given away some hellaciously awesome tickets to concerts. But those were a couple that would stand to reason that were highest on the list. I mean, Buffett concert tickets always really popular when when Buffett came here. But no, this is at the top of the list right here. Farm Aid, listen to win a little bit later on. I don't know just as of yet how much time we're going to have because obviously the last word comes at you at 630. So we always live uh, a little bit dangerously in terms of the buffer we have after six with so many things goes more than likely. So be ready for that today. Uh, more Pacers Summer League action. I don't know if you had the opportunity to watch Trace last night. Uh, Trace Jackson Davis, Golden State Summer League uh, first performance. He looked a hell of a lot like Trace Jackson Davis of IU, you know, and how he scored, how he got things done. And the good thing about that is that is what he is going to be called upon to do, at least initially for Golden State. That's a good thing. That's why that spot was incredibly a fantastic landing spot for him. Say what you want. And believe me, we're going to be going through this again, too. We'll be going through this with Zach Eady about, all right, so what's the best spot for him? Will somebody take a chance for this or somebody take a chance for that? We'll be doing the same damn thing next year. It'd be great. It'd be great if all of a sudden, you now Trace evolves into a competent three-point shooter. I mean, hell, attempting a three-pointer. But a confident three-point shooter, 
add some depth to his game. But as it stands in the now, it's kind of like what I'm talking about in terms of Friday. Uh, we got to get got to get on that springboard and get going. So do it as best you can with what you have right now. And Golden State, you know, picked you up at the end of the second round. And I know I understand that you know, a lot of these guys don't end up lasting. I don't know what's going to happen. All I know is that he, to me, landed in as good a spot as he absolutely could have, given the circumstances. Given the circumstances. I'll give you a great example. And I've been really interested in watching him play. I think I said this from the outset. You know, the guy the year before last in college basketball that was the player of the year, Oscar Shibway of Kentucky. I've been very interested to see what he looks like in this summer league. You know, if he's somebody, because obviously the Pacers need rebounding, and in college-wise, he was a terrific rebounder. But when you look at his spot here, you know, other than being a part of a G League team, on a two-way deal, you look at his spot here, and that's not even close to as enticing. Remember back during the draft when people were all, man, I can't believe the Pacers did that. No, yeah, the Pacers did Trace Jackson Davis a favor. And really, Trace Jackson Davis's people around him would do him a favor by saying, yeah, this is not good for us. Uh, no, this is good for us. I don't know how it's going to work out. And I know that the odds, given where he has been drafted, is going to be stacked against him considering his skill set matched up against what is absolutely embraced in the NBA today. But you get, at the beginning, a fighting chance. You get a chance to get out of the starting blocks, at least. They've hard-targeted you to do something that they feel is necessary for their team. I remember they did that. What's the dude's name? And this goes back, hell, I don't know, five, six, seven years with Golden State. Remember the dude that came out of Oregon named Jordan Bell? I think his name was Jordan Bell, right? I think he was around six, seven, six, eight. He was a rim runner. He was a rebounder. He was a defender. And that dude got a lot of clock on some really good teams for being that. Hey, I'll take it. I'll take it. Man, they don't need you to pull up from three. It'd be great if you develop that portion of your game to pull up from three. They don't need you to do that. They're going to need you to do other things. But I found that interesting last night watching it. And again, it's really tough. I mean, you, you see, you basically saw in Trace what you have seen in Trace. Uh, and then you also saw in a summer league team uh, basically a discombobulated mess. And that's what it is most of the time. Because about this time in the summer league, dudes start to want to go out and get theirs. And I don't blame them. I don't blame them. I don't know what the criteria team to team is, but I mean, you, you want to show out a little bit and you feel maybe you haven't made a significant footprint as of yet. So what do you do? You go out there and you know what? I'm going to go ahead and get mine and be damned with any type of offense that we're trying to run. It's not like, I mean, how good is it going to be? These guys have been together for what, the better part of three weeks? Be like you and me trying to run an offense. Well, they run it like high ball screens. That's about it. (laughs) High ball screens, a little variation to flex, maybe. I don't know. 
But now is the time when dudes go out there and start to to get there. So it's really kind of an awkward time to really start trying to evaluate how he fits. I was just glad through an injury the dude got out there and was able to play. But it was very similar as to what anybody would expect. And that's what you got last night. Pacers and Mavs coming up later on tonight. Pacers 2-1, Mavericks 2-1 in Summer League play. I believe that is at 7 o'clock later on this evening. And we saw what happened with the Pacers the other night when you know, they're so-called dudes. I mean, they're dudes in Summer League and guys that have had moments, certainly, in the NBA this past year. And Nimhart and Jackson and Matherin, when they were uh, – were deemed uh, to the bench and done for the summer league. That did not bode well for the rest of this team. You could tell. I mean, there was somewhat of a struggle, and that's the difference. The guys that were performing at the highest level were guys that performed in the NBA a year ago. That just stands to reason right there. That's going to happen. You know, a lot of you have asked me this. Jake Fisher was on the show yesterday from Yahoo, the senior NBA reporter. And a guy that floats out a lot of trade rumors, obviously, we're asking about Pascal Siakam. I think his his biggest rumor as of late is the level of interest Phoenix has in T.J. McConnell. Now, that was something we talked about, but a little more so into Siakam, where it depends on what rumor you're reading and who you're reading it from, that the Pacers may just have done a flyby and check things out like they basically have every single place. And it was described yesterday as wanting to make a bigger splash, but as of right now, satisfied in what they've done. This is what I'm going to ask you here. And I've said this before. I don't really need to know that you were, what's the big quote everybody uses now, swinging for the fences here? Do you guys see my left-handed cut right here? Inside the lounge via YouTube Live. It's a sweet stroke right there, friends. But everybody talks about taking a big swing, and that's fine. Like, this whole Siakam thing never really has made a great deal of sense to me. That is like, hey, we're on the verge of winning something major. Not, we're on the verge of beginning the verge of getting competitive at a major level. It seems like that they're still a mile behind where the pace of picking up somebody like Siakam would be. But the thing that I've talked about before, and I'll probably be the one to ask when I have either one of these guys on, whether it's Chad or Kevin Pritchard, whomever, I'll probably be the one to ask, which will make me a big hypocrite. But I don't know how you feel about this. I don't really need to know how big of cuts that they took in this case and then came up empty. Like, I would rather know that if you took a cut and, you know, went out and got something, and then you can tell me about all this other stuff that was there, but we really focused it. This was what we wanted. Yet these swings and misses, I, I think we're past that here. You guys agree? I think we're past that. Now, I'll probably end up asking because I'm sure I'll forget what I say right here and just be a jackass and ask it. But I think, I feel that we're past those stages of, ah, you know what, our guys are out there and they're really trying. They did a lot of things. They did a lot of talking. Yeah, look what they did, you know, a year ago last summer. That offer sheet. 
I just don't know if I need to see any of that anymore. Unless you cash in. And by cashing in, I just don't see Pascal Siakam being, would I love the 24 points a game? Hell to the yeah. I mean, would you look into that? Absolutely. But does it make the ultimate sense? Compare it to where this team is right now. Compare it to where this team is right now and how much sense does that make? I mean, yeah, you need 24 points a game would be great. But there is such a significant unknown, you know, as to what transpires after a year, even if hypothetically this thing were to go through. You know, what's waiting for you on the other side? Is it going to make as significant a difference? I mean, you would, in terms of this, like I think we all expect, I'm, I'm a show of hands here. You guys expect this team to win 10 more games or 10 more games plus this year. So they go from 25 to 35. It's a 10-game 10, uh, 10 jump from a year ago. What do you expect them to be coming up next year? Where is the bar of expectations? This is not one of those undersell, and frankly, I don't even want to hear about how they may still be you know, pretty far away. I, I just want to see results, and results I expect at least, right, 10 more games? Is that doable with this group? Do you smash it up if you do make a deal for Siakam? Do you smash that thing up and all of a sudden raise the bar even higher? It just kind of seems like, as far as deals are concerned, where this Pacer team is, as cool it is sometimes to talk about it and to bring it up, and you know what this dude can do NBA-wise. Fantastic player. But does he end up doing here and take this team here where you expect it to go? It just seems like it's still in the early stages. Does it not? So that brings me to this. Let's just say, again, hypothetically, and I, I would expect probably something, one more thing at least to happen. I don't know how major it's going to be. I mean, that rumor out there regarding TJ McConnell is is interesting especially from a Phoenix standpoint, knowing what they need, uh, knowing they can't have a team of four, you have to have a fifth, and then some guys sprinkled on the bench like you and James and guys in the lounge. You know, Knowing what they need, I think that that, that rumor can make a little bit of sense. But if I were going to tell you right now that the Pacers were done, Pacers were done and moving forward, and you weren't going to hear a peep up until the start of training camp. Would you be satisfied in this offseason? I'm going to tell you that right now. You know what? Done. Nothing more. So, you use your draft picks, obviously, in the first round. You go Walker. You go Shepard. You bring in Bruce Brown Jr. You trade for Obi Toppin. How do you view that if this is... As a result, the offseason. How do you view this offseason? Sitting here right now. We shall talk about that at 239-1070. Email address at jamvia1075thefan.com. To me, this is, like, I, I'm always looking for it. I know that we, we probably expected a bigger splash. It's just, given the circumstances with Siakam in, in one year, 
but you know you have to know you're going to have him longer. And then, man, you are paying a lot of money when this dude's in his mid-30s. It almost seems like that somewhat tippy-toeing into this right now and bringing in dudes you think can help in some of your shortcomings of a year ago Seems like that to me. I don't want. I'm not going to suggest that's going to be enough, but that will buy you some time to see how much growth is involved. Yeah, and it's funny too. I guess regarding Siakam, you would always, if you lost him, you lost him. But that also depends on who you end up losing or having to trade him for in the process. Now, a lot of people would suggest via rumors that. Uh, the Pacers, I don't know if this is true or not, but you read a lot of this. The Pacers have zero interest in parting with Andrew Nemhart as a part of that deal. Who knows if that's true or not? But to to you, have they done enough to raise the bar on your level of interest going into next year? And with that, to win some more games. And knowing that I've set the bar at 10 more. 1075thefan.com is where you go to find podcasts. JMV at 1075thefan.com is where you email me about stuff. Get your thoughts on it. And again, the Pacers and the Mavericks in Summer League coming up later on tonight. All right. Major League Baseball fires back up. And I cannot remember a time when I had more significant interest and care about a second half after an all-star break of Major League Baseballs I have right now. I don't know where this is going to go. I don't know if I can count on much of that first half. I mean, when you think about it from a red standpoint, if you watched especially the last month plus, has it not been amazing? But you also wonder if that is sustainable. I will say this, and Tucker Barnhart actually said this, about his old team the other day, if you missed him on the show, 107.5thefan.com. He said, how they play travels everywhere. You know how they say in basketball? Not really defense in general, but especially in basketball. Hey, defense travels. You know, you may not necessarily have it offensively on a given night on the road, but if you have defense, you're going to be okay. And Tucker Barnhart put it in terms of the way that they play and what they do travels. You can do that in Cincy, for example, against Milwaukee tonight to start a weekend set in the second half, or you can do it anyplace else. And this is my major concern. You have seen so many things, especially in big moments and especially in late games that could have gone the other direction. And normally as a Reds fan, you know this to be true. It has gone in the other direction. There has been a great deal of good fortune. In fact, more good fortune than we have seen surrounding this baseball team in forever in the past month plus. Is that sustainable? Is that sustainable if they don't go out, if Nick Crawl doesn't go out and do make a move or two to assuming here to add some pitching, which is certainly a, a necessity, even if you do have Green and Lodolo coming back in August. 
But is it enough to move forward if the Reds, and we talked to Lance McAllister about this, and he had mentioned that he would not be surprised if they didn't do anything. They got enough juice to get this thing done in the second half and winning the way that we've seen them win so far. I mean, obviously, in this weekend set, you get Burns on the hill for the Brewers later on tonight. I think Ashcraft counters, which is already a bad combination. But, you know, is this sustainable without adding anything? You see all these different rumors that are floating around, especially pitching-wise for the Reds. But it's almost like it's almost like in Cincinnati that you can compare it to what happened here with the Pacers. It was almost like the front office was surprised. I mean, you can always sit back and say, hey, I told you so. Yeah, yeah, call me nerd now. Yeah, how big of a nerd am I? With my numbers and such, my slide rule and my Texas Instruments calculator, you want to talk about me like that again? Yeah, look at the win-loss numbers. Why don't you? Look at this. Uh, look at the division standings. That said, it is very similar to that of the surprise that you had with the Pacers last year. Remember how excited everybody was in December of a year ago? Well, it's like times ten in Cincinnati with this baseball team right now because it is a big time baseball fan place. They just in the past twenty plus years have not been given enough opportunity to show that and you can say well they're fair weather friend, uh, fans um, honestly they I think you almost came close to giving up you just thought they don't care didn't think ownership cared hell I don't know that may go back to Carl Linder but this is almost this is this is new and fresh you know even with one of the long standing baseball traditions that goes all the way back in Cincinnati. This is new and fresh. I think they got enough to maintain winning the way that they won this past, again, month and a half or so. They got enough to do this the rest of the way. Reds fans, you can chime in if you like on that. Cubs and Red Sox start the second half together. I believe the Cardinals have the Nationals too. And a busy slate, not just tonight. But over the weekend, as Major League Baseball starts its second half after the All-Star break. All right, busy show for you today. Where do we start? Pat Sullivan, Sullivan Hawaiian Garden. That is hashtag Ask Pat. Here's what we're playing for today. And here's what we need. We need uh, questions. Uh, and again, I say your garden variety questions, and that's accurate. I mean, questions about your garden, landscaping, mulching, moles, varmints, meat, smoked meats, fires. Fires to prepare food, fires not to prepare food. There's anything outdoorsy, anything around your house, anything that makes you feel good to talk about. Sullivan Hardware and Garden. Pat Sullivan, by the way, too, if you send me at hashtag AskPat a question, I read this on the air and James selects you, you get free Yeti, which is a staple. Free Yeti, everybody loves. Free Yeti. And then I believe liquids and powders and rubs, courtesy of St. Elmo. So liquids, powders, and rubs. And it will all make your meat taste better. 
You will want to prepare your meat with such items. Rubs, powders, liquids. But I just need to go ahead and get some of your questions. Hashtag Ask Pat. Start firing those away. We'll open up the phones. I mean, they're always open, so you can call whenever you want. But for those types of questions, hashtag Ask Pat coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. And certainly we need more insight in what I just said regarding the Reds in the second half here. Our friend Chris Welsh of the Reds Television Network, as they embark on that second half against Milwaukee later on tonight, Chris is going to join us and talk about exactly what he expects to go down. Exactly what we can anticipate in the second half. It has been an absolute joy. I'm going to tell you, it will. And again, we're Reds fans. It will be a swift kick in the nads if this thing goes haywire and is not representative of what we've seen in the past month. Fellas, I mean, when's the last time? Hopefully a long time ago. I don't know when you guys used to play ball tag with one another, I guess, in school. I don't know who invented that. I don't know why you did it. Hey, let's make a game where one guy hits the other guy in the nads. Good idea. Great game. Ball tag. Or ball tapping, I think is what they call it. (laughs) It would be a major ball tap if the Reds come out and look nothing like the excitement that they had built going into the All-Star break. I think we'll all be a little bit bummed out. Now, I know Cardinal fans will laugh at me. Cubs fans will laugh at me. But believe me, I'm used to being laughed at. Chris Wells is going to join us coming up in the 5 o'clock hour on that. And maybe a little bit of anything goes coming up in the 6 o'clock hour. All right. Calls coming up on the other side. You guys can load them up. We'll talk about whatever you want to talk about, especially uh, with what I had just brought up about a variety of things, uh, including Trace, uh, including what's going to be next year, kind of a similar set of circumstances with Zach Eady. Just wait for it. I think that Canadian national team is good, but why is Matherin not on it? I did not see why he wasn't on it. That Canadian national team looks pretty good, though. Pretty stacked. Pretty stacked. We got uh, Gilgus Alexander, Jamal Murray. Ah, Shout out to Canada. Speaking of Canada, I know Jake Quarry and friends from the IMS Radio Network and north of the border for the Toronto race coming up on Sunday. Is that exclusively? I know you listen to it here, so I don't really care about Jack and with the TV for it anyway. You just listen to it right here. But is that exclusive to Peacock? You know I'm still without Peacock? Do you have Peacock over there? I think so. How do you how do you not know? How would you have it and not know? Well, because it would be my parents, and we all just use that one. All right, Peacock. Because uh, I think there was a point in time when Peacock first started. I think it was during the Olympics, and I tried to watch a basketball game on my phone, and it was so jacked up, I thought, yeah, whatever. I don't think I have Peacock. Apparently, you can watch the race on Peacock. Is it exclusive to Peacock? I'm not sure. What the hell does NBC have on NBC where it's got to be exclusive to Peacock? Got to give this thing a fighting chance, don't you? I think it's exclusive to Peacock. I think so, too. Man, I got to get with the program here. I'm so far behind all these channels and all this streaming. One of these days, I just have to grow up, I guess. Get with the times. Kicking and screaming. I mean, you got, what, Netflix has got all this crap to offer right now. 
Like something new from Omaha Productions, which is number one on Netflix. What about this Wham? Is there a Wham documentary on Netflix? I saw one on Showtime once, and it was really good. I mean, you talk about, in, in terms of, of duos, like you look at Hall and Oates, and while Oates was never Hall, he was never left for dead quite like Andrew Ridgely was in Wham. And that's a bad analogy, by the way, to make. But he never quite was left that far behind. I mean, he was Oates, but he was still there. Hall and Oates. Even when Hall went off on his own, you know, basically he understood, well, yeah, I, I really, to be my best, I've got to have Oates here too. Like, George Michael never said that. George Michael left Wham and goes, all right, I don't care what you're going to do. Uh, Walmart greeting may be in your future, Andrew Ridgely. And really the same was done with um, uh, the American Idol dude too. Ryan Seacrest? Yes. Yeah. Because he had a partner that first year. Brian Dunkelman. We brought that name up before. Brian Dunkelman. The hell's that? <laughs> Dunkelman. Oh, yeah. McCann says in Southern California, Tour de France and Celebrity Golf on NBC Sunday. Eey. Sliding over exclusively to Peacock. Thanks a lot, NBC. All right, quick win. We shall return. Uh, Pat Sullivan, hashtag Ask Pat. Get your questions in top of the hour. Chris Welsh of the Reds Television Network, 5 o'clock hour. Farm Aid tickets coming up as well. It's going to be a busy Friday downtown. You have um, uh, Black Expo going on. You got a great concert, free to the public. A little bit later on, Stephanie Mills, the OJs, El DeBarge. That'll be great. And I'll tell you about some of the other shows that are going on around town as well. One close to my heart from the 1990s at the Vogue tonight. And a local band from the 90s. You guys probably all remember if you're my age. Get you updated on everything you can do coming up this weekend as a part of this show. 93.5107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. Son, you got a panty on your head. You drive fast, kid. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Yeah, I guess the wildfire smoke's coming back again. You guys hear the same thing? Canadian wildfire. Yeah, I guess that's coming back. Wildfire smoke. Watch out for it, I believe, coming up on Sunday. Storms tomorrow. No, I mentioned before the break that from the 90s, a great band. I was in the 90s, obviously, in my 20s, and uh, I got to live vicariously through myself. Yeah, no responsibilities. I mean, it was just such a, a fantastic jack-around time. You know, you live with your friends in an apartment in Night Ridge Manor. And it is just uh, the weeks or weekends and weekends turn into weeks, and it's just glorious, right? And you really need that, too. You need that before you turn into, before you transform into a full-blown adult. So it's the, the old saying, sowing your wild oats. One of the bands that constantly played that I loved, Situation Gray. Anybody remember Situation Gray? 
situation gray with a lot of a lot of new order a joy division the cure now uh, the shaman i think is on that list too nine inch nails just really good stuff psychedelic furs the smiths i think uh, morrissey's got a couple of uh, covers they do uh, they tonight will reunite at the Vogue and Broad Ripple. And if I were you and I had the time and the inclination, I would go. Because that will be fantastic. Just a great band to go out and watch, especially if you like that genre of music right there. You know, the 80s, 90s type of thing. Situation Gray. Tell them that I sent you, man. Yell it up in there tonight, too, at the Vogue and Broad Ripple. Situation Gray. As they reunite. I don't know how long it's been. But it shall be a blast. Promise you that. Vogue and Broad Ripple coming up later on tonight. Casey writes this. JMV, I think 10 more wins is probably the upper limit for what... We as Pacer fans should expect from this team. I like what they've done this offseason, but I just can't see them flirting with 50 wins. Low 40s seems like where the bar should be. I said 45, and I'll stay there, Casey. That's why even with with that so-called huge hack and getting somebody like Siakam, or in this case, just getting Siakam, it still seems like that they're – too far away to justify that major decision. I guess as it stands right here, it doesn't make a great deal of sense to me still. I love talking about it, but it doesn't make a great deal of sense, again, given where the paces are presently. Thank you, Casey. Have a great weekend. 239-1070 is the number. Pat Sullivan, hashtag Ask Pat Questions. We got free stuff to give away, including Yeti and St. Elmo liquids, powders, and rubs that the whole family will enjoy. Uh, Dean's going to lead us off today. Hello, Dean. How are you? Hi, JMV. How are you? Dean, I could not be better. Thank you for the call. I have put a great deal of thought into our Pacers. Wonderful. And uh, I'm a handful of years older than you. Um, so, uh, uh, I'm, I'm all in, but I'm not in on this small ball thing. Um, I think it's a little gimmicky and I think it runs counter to, we're going to build this team that's going to be set up to make deep runs into the playoffs in a, in a handful of years. So, um... Well, what what are you looking for instead of personnel wise? What they have right now? You mentioned the Yo, smallest. I'm all in on Siakam. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. Let me tell you this one story. Okay. I'm legally blind. I don't watch TV. I listen to Mark Boyle on the radio. You got it. A year ago, early in the season, in December, and the Pacers were starting to, you know, get a little bit hot, and we were in Toronto. And in the pregame, you know, Boyle always talks to, you know, the opposing coach for a second, and which was Nick Nurse. And so he's talking to Nick, and he's like, well, have you, uh, have you been able to, uh, you know, observe our Pacers, what they're doing, have any impressions? And Nick was very complimentary, and he said, oh, yeah, the Pacers are doing great. He goes, uh, yeah, they're really something – you know, they run that five-guard offense, and it, 
in my mind, it wasn't a compliment. It was a left-handed compliment. Nick Nurse was being a little cagey in, in identifying that, again, in my mind, we're doing something a little gimmicky. Right. Well, they, they weren't able really to try to do, in fairness, Dean, at the four what they wanted to do. They were moving dudes around and had to guard fours. Like you saw Buddy Heald have to check fours. Aaron Neesmith had to check no, fours I, often. I so they, they like, I, I get what you're saying about that. And I think this is where Obi Toppin comes in. This is certainly where Jarris Walker comes in. They're trying to address exactly what you were talking about this offseason with both of those. A forward? Now, both of those guys will look to play next to Miles Turner at a four, both Walker and Toppin. And again, Toppin and Dean, thank you for the call, man. Have a great weekend. Toppin may end up being like he was in New York, had some effects late, but really did not live up to expectations. But that that was easy for the Pacers right there. A couple of second rounders that take, take a flyer on a guy that may may work here better than he did in New York. I, I would do that all day. All day. And then you know, Walker, obviously, with the defense, with the rebounding, and then he'll grow into an offensive player. But they were forced into those situations, mixing and matching like that a year ago. They're trying to find a solution to that this offseason. Hey, JMV, I got a trivia question for you. Okay, James, go ahead. What was the film 44 years ago today that was filmed in the state of Indiana that was released nationwide? I have no idea. This is James actually asking me this question, but oh. yeah. I'm a, I, I assumed long before I mentioned that that you probably did not know. No, not a clue. Respect to you, by the way. Uh, it was filmed in Bloomington, Indiana, and I remember it. I always ran into people that said, hey, you know what? My mom's car was in that on 3rd Street. <laughs> you know where that, what is it on 3rd Street, right? 3rd um, and, is it 3rd and Woodlawn right there? Where that big greenhouse used to sit? That big greenhouse is in the film, too. I think it was called Pagali's Pizza. It was on the square, was a major part of it. Uh, Tovey's Shoes, you saw that on the corner of the square in Bloomington. So, on this date in 1979, I'm talking about breaking away 44 years ago today. And I'm going to tell you this. I will watch it anytime. Anytime. That may have been the debut of Dennis Quaid, too. That was good stuff. Dennis Christopher, Dennis Quaid, Daniel Stern, and the moocher was Jackie Earl Haley. Yes. Uh, Dennis Quaid's debut was actually 1975, Crazy Mama. Well, so how far behind of So 75, this was filmed, but probably 78. 79 is when so it was released. It came out in 79, so I was a little far behind. Good look at you with the Dennis Quaid info right there. You know, Dennis Quaid was all with me once, right? Really? And he was completely stoned out of his mind. <laughs> completely stoned. That doesn't actually surprise me that, from what and, I know and, about Dennis Quaid. And see, when I made the change from stations, they, they kept... Because of of how it transpired, they kept all of my stuff, and that was one of them right there. Really? And I should have taken it home long before, but I didn't prep for it. But Dennis Quaid, I want to say he was promoting what was the surfing the the surfing film he did? I think it was the the surfing girl that lost her arm. Was there a film that he was in? He was promoting that, and my man was stoned. Really good interview. Stoned interviews are the best.
Stoned and drunk are really good. Uh, Eric's talking Pacers next at 239-1070. Eric. Hey, JMV. Uh, I, I've been listening to you this afternoon, and and uh, mm-hmm. I'm I'm hearing you know between four, 40 and forty five wins, and right. and man, I got to tell you when I'm when I'm looking at our roster compared to the other rosters in the East, man, I think they're I think they're the three seed, and the reason I say that is because and they might even be as high as two. I don't see us with Milwaukee, but when you look at Boston, they have no bench at all anymore whatsoever. They've lost Grant Williams. And they've lost a couple good pieces. And I think they've lost the dog in them and Marcus Smart. So, and then if people want to say Philly, Philly's a disaster, their bench. I mean, they have no bench whatsoever. And then when you look, and they don't even know what's going on with James Harden. Now, people could say, well, what if Miami gets Dane? Well, what do they have to give up for Dane? You're giving up Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson and all them guys, not to mention they lost Gabe Vincent and Max Struess. The Pacers are a top three seed all day long. When you look at the roster from top to bottom, I mean, I agree with your last caller, and I said this last week when I talked to you. I don't like playing Bruce Brown at the three, being six foot three. Right. And that's why they're looking at small forwards. That's why they wanted Harrison Barnes, and they couldn't get him. That's why they're looking at Pascal Siakam. And when you look at our guards, we've got five or six great guards when you figure McConnell, Halliburton, Matherin. Brown, healed. One of those guys, not Halliburton, obviously, and not Brown, but one of them is going to be a trade package to get a small four. Um, and I'll say, and I got a question for you, and this yeah. might, and people might think, oh, this is nuts. If they strike out on Pascal Siakam because they do need a small forward because there's not one on the roster, watch out for Paul George because he's available, and I think you can get him cheaper because he's two or three years older than Siakam. And he makes less money. And if you throw Paul George in this lineup, Milwaukee better watch out. Let me tell you this too, Eric. It's a good phone call. I'm going to answer some of the questions that you brought up and some of the points that you made right here. First of all, I I get what you're saying about the rosters getting, uh, for lack of a a better description, kind of shredded away. You know, they'll call it rebooted in Boston with Porzingis, but they, they did lose some parts that have been big in their success over the years. It's not their biggest parts. Uh, 76ers now with Nick Nurse as the head coach. I still have to iron out the whole Harden situation. They still are going to be good. Uh, the Bucks are still going to be good. The Cavaliers, I would expect to be better. They try to play big. But, what, 20, 20 games above five hundred a year ago? Disappointing in the postseason. The Cavs will be there. I expect the Knicks to be there. And I think that's then when you start realistically talking about the Pacers. After all those teams. And like, for example, Brooklyn won 45 in a huge transition, a huge changeover a year ago, personnel-wise. Now, that 45 mark is what I'm thinking for the Pacers. Now, as far as Siakam is concerned, the one thing that you don't know is of how, how much of this is actually real. Like 24 a game and being having somebody able to do what you did not have a year ago and obviously, you know, a, a really good offensive threat and a really good two-way player, having somebody like that is would be awesome for this team. I just I, I don't know if all that we hear is absolutely real about that. 
This just like next year at this time, then I would get this. This year at this time, it's a little bit tougher for me to completely understand. And what I mean by understand is understand why they would be thinking about doing it now. But again, maybe everything's changed. I mean, maybe you you long-term Halliburton, you know, Halliburton wants to win right now. You have a want-to-win right now group more than you thought you were going to have this time a year ago. Uh, thank you, Eric, for that call. If you're on hold, I'll get back to you. Pat Sullivan's in studio coming up at the top of the hour. Your question for hashtag Ask Pat. Yeti and St. Elmo stuff to give away for the question in which we read on the air and James Picks. And Chris Welsh of the Reds Television Network coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. Reds embark on the second half of the Major League Baseball season, leading by a game. The NL Central over the team in which they play game one of a weekend set at Great American Ballpark against later on tonight. That's the Milwaukee Brewers. Chris Welsh in the 5 o'clock hour on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. With JMV. Well, wait just a minute. Did anybody f- knock anymore? 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Nothing but the 90s means live. It's Ed Kowalczyk from York, Pennsylvania, and the group live, which played here about 90 times, I think. I was thinking about this a little bit earlier today, right, in terms of the 90s. Remember when World Mardi Gras was, you know, really right here, close to next door at Circle Center Mall? World Mardi Gras, it had gators, flashbacks, and brewskis in there, right? Gators had live music and DJs. Flashbacks had, you know, retro music and dancing, and brewskis was like your, let's go have some chicken wings and drink some beer sports bar. It was awesome. Absolutely awesome. But you would get national acts inside World Mardi Gras at Gators. And uh, I want to say back in 1997, Veruca Salt was in there. Can't fight the seether. That is definitely nothing but the 90s. World Mardi Gras was awesome back then. And fortunately, no longer with us. Hey, Pacers Summer League later on tonight against the Mavericks. That is a 7 o'clock start. Both teams are 2-1, second half of the Major League Baseball season. Upon us, Reds, Milwaukee, a big one to start out for both teams. Really, Reds, a game advantage in the NL Central. That is Ashcraft v. Burns. And at least on the surface, does not look like a fair pitching matchup. We'll see. Chris Wells is going to join us in the 5 o'clock hour to discuss the second half of the Reds, who again have the top spot in the NL Central as we embark on the second half of the Major League Baseball season. Uh, your calls and hashtag AskPat questions on Twitter at JMV1070 or 239-1070 from Sullivan Hardware and Garden and also from the 9-1 to 1 extravaganza that Saturday mornings on 93 WIBC, the Home and Garden Show. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Mr. Pat Sullivan. Hello, Pat. Hi, John. Hello. How's it going? So somebody sent me a picture yesterday and said, can you believe they, and I'm assuming they was some department store, right? Mm -hmm. Already had Halloween decorations. Yeah. I would say to that person, you will not last in retail. 
You were, so this person is. When was the last time? Do you ever go like like? Do you ever get an email like in January and mm. go? You know, I was just over at the Home Depot. They have sprinklers out already. Yeah. Can you believe they have sprinklers out? It's in the dead of winter. Why would you have sprinklers out? It's the same thing, man. It's like you got to put Christmas out. Is that savvy advertising, or is that way, way too early, Pat Sullivan? It is a lot of work to flip over a store, and uh, while July does seem a little bit, but I'll tell you, when we put out Christmas, we start putting our Christmas setup is six to seven weeks, yeah. So, uh, and the Christmas season does not start uh, on Thanksgiving. It starts uh, late October, November 1st, so six weeks, back that up, it's right after Labor Day that you should start. So and when we start putting it out, guess what? People start buying it. So what? What is the first day that somebody will be able to buy something Christmas-like at your store? I would say that would be uh, September eighth, tenth, something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah. So is this is this all a part of a new era of advertising, or has it been always no, that way? No, it, dude, it's just how long it takes to physically get everything organized and get. I just don't remember it 3D walking in there and them having Christmas decorations up right after Labor Day. Well, that's because there wasn't the internet and everybody <laughs> wasn't complaining about it. When I walked into the Bedford, Indiana, can you believe that happened? <laughs> when I walked into Kmart in Bedford, I don't remember that. So I just want somebody to come up and go, God, I cannot believe you have portable heaters out in August. Has anybody ever walked up to you and said, like today, for example, and say, hey, why don't you guys have your Halloween decorations up by now? Uh, no, no, they, right. they don't. But I'm telling you, if you don't get them out in uh, mid to late August, you're going to miss the boat. All right. So that answers your question regarding decorations and why Halloween Try stuff is Try saying that to right one now. of our decorators at our place. They'll, they'll pop you right in the chops. How many decorators do you have? Uh, we have one, two, three, four, Whoa. five. So they come five. up with these ideas on? Yes. Uh, are they always new, or are they they're always reboot new. anything? They're, wow. always, they're always redoing something. They're decorators. All right. So what? Uh, what is the uh, what is the decoration idea that is up next? There, can you tell us, or is this a big surprise? Well, I can just everybody? tell you right now. I just came back from uh, uh, Atlanta to the gift show, and I bought, I purchased a seven and a half foot moose and a full size buffalo. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, as in uh, to work into a Christmas display that I can okay not real I, cannot, I thought for a second you were talking about real I thought maybe be, you're going to have like a petting zoo that, or something that would be really cool I don't think you can have a petting zoo with a moose and a buffalo though that's nah, a little you could, dangerous though, although you know what it would uh, it teach the kids uh, hey, a good let me, lesson let me tell you this Pat Sullivan I am a huge fan of the buffalo hence the bison because I'm sorry the bison bison meat it is to me better than what you get from the cow it just is. Wow. I'd take bison over the livestock, over the cow, any day. So Give me bison. So when you go bison. out to Yellowstone yeah. and everyone is taking photos and getting too close to the buffalo, what you see is I see a, a steak. You know what? You put that thing on, it doesn't shrink, it doesn't, matter. It doesn't say, well, 80% or 85% or 90%. It just gets on there, it stays firm, it's juicy, it is the best meat. That's so bison while meat. everyone else is seeing these majestic animals exactly. that can run up to 30 miles an hour, cheeseburger, buddy. you see a cheeseburger. Well, and it's not even so much the stuff that's hanging around in Yellowstone. It's like if you're going 46 between Bloomington and Spencer around Ellettsville, and it's yeah. uh, like they got like cowalos out there. I think they're kind of crossbred with oh, different right? things. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So 
Very interesting. Maybe they're anyway. Shout out to Red Frazier, which I think is down in Greene County now for fantastic bison. I'm so really? I'm all bison all, all right. the time right now. I think. All right. Do you see how much traffic is downtown? Yeah, it is crazy. Black Expo is going on. It's going to be yes, a great weekend. It is going to be a great here. weekend. What did you think about the whole spark? Did you see the park? I that's saw the spark fired up down there. I think it's set up beautifully. Me I too. think their messaging sucks. We had Bob Schultz and uh, Young Max uh, from downtown Indian, and they're uh, so it's spark. Yeah. All right, spark, which I'm not sure what the hell that means, but spark. It's like spark, and then they have menu items below it, like a retail, like you, we'd say lawn and garden gr- uh, grilling. Yeah. So spark, fun. All right, I'm in on fun. That's good. Interactive human yeah what the hell does that mean what the hell does that mean how about fun food and beer how about that I, do they sell beer down there yes they do sun no king is down there a little partnership well, with uh, I had no idea. sun king uh the the uh you to go just out there and have in. a 12 ounce sun king and i'm taking about 1500 calories i checked out the astroturf out there it's nice and soft bring your bring the toddlers down it they, is nice they love hanging out on it but it's it, like the brady bunch's backyard down it, there. It, i'm telling you what it's the best that they have done it really is messaging sucks but good thing I'm here to try to clean it up. You're trying to help them out yeah. here. You guys will talk that up tomorrow morning on the Holy yeah. Garden Show beginning right. at 9 a.m. on 93 WIBC. That's right. So. Spark. I mean, and, I, and we listen because you don't, you don't talk about Jefferson Shreve down there. You just talk about, like, <laughs> gardening implements and such, right? That's right. Like a Jefferson Shreve to you is like something you use in the garden, something, yeah. some kind of garden hoe. Yeah, it's the, yeah. Same, the same people that got you, brought you the weasel, the garden weasel. The garden now, weasel. You know what? I did not mean that. That seemed like it was a- It did seem like a no, shot. you know what? Uh, Stop taking shots down I, there. I, I absolutely- You guys all apo- take shots. No, when you get on the fourth floor, you I guys apologize. all start taking shots. I apologize. I did, that was unintended right there. I uh, do remember by Ronco- the garden weasel, though. The garden weasel? That was... Well, they also had the uh, Popeil uh, pocket fisherman. Yeah, they do. Yeah. No doubt. So, uh, Hashtag Ask Pat for those questions. Fire away. We've got a great Yeti-led prize package to give away. If I read your question on the air or you call in and we get you on the air, what's going to happen is... It's going to be James to pick the winner. So somebody's going to get free Yeti. And what we got, uh, St. Elmo's liquids and powders and rubs and such yeah, in there, do we? Yeah, uh, it's not like it's uh, – you, you, powders is kind of weird. It's kind of like – Oh, I uh, like the powder. sauces, powders and liquids. Sauces and rubs. Oh, yeah, sauces. sauces and I, rubs. I should have said sauces uh, instead of liquids. We got some uh, St. Elmo powder, if you know what I'm saying. Hashtag Ask Pat. a straw. Good friend of the show, Brandon Reef, fires in here. So we're moving into our first home this weekend. What's first homeowner tips that would be beneficial to us? Hashtag Ask Pat. Uh, I would say that uh, the first thing you do is exactly what I uh, I did for you. When you start to move in and mm-hmm. somebody has moved out of, the, of a home, they uh, stir up the dust. And so I would make sure that I have a high energy or efficient, I should say, uh, furnace filter so that when you're moving in, it's capturing all that stuff as you kind of get settled into the house. So uh, that would be number one. And don't hire the worst house inspector in the history of the world either. Correct. That's correct. But you're already further down that path. I don't even, uh, you know what? Uh, We just, my daughter just bought a house and part of the deal was no inspection. 
Oh, really? Well, yeah. I think that's what happened to us, except I think he acted like he did do the inspection. Oh, this yeah. guy was completely clueless. That's completely different. Yes, clueless. Don't completely be a clueless different. house inspector. Yep. So uh, taking care of that, making sure uh, safety first, making sure that the uh, smoke detectors and carbon monoxide detectors, if there's gas or a wood-burning fireplace, is in there. And because uh, you want to, you do want to be safe, right? Yeah. And if the uh, smoke detectors are more than 10 years old, replace them. Do you uh, check the floor for maybe a hidden spot where they kept their weed and yeah, you check that drug paraphernalia yep, hidden. You try to uh, yeah. try to scout out the cameras they have hidden in the, uh, <laughs> the bedroom and the shower. <laughs> so you try to try to knock those out. <laughs> I can imagine if cameras were in mind. Exactly. <laughs> when, can you imagine? Oh man, I wouldn't even care at this point. Just no, whatever, put it on. Is that th- is that going to be on Showtime later on tonight? Just yeah. do it. Spencer writes in hashtag Ask Pat: Can Korean lilacs handle full sun, and how early this summer is too early to plant? Uh, you know, you can plant anytime during the growing season, but right now, because it has been hot, although we've had a little bit of rain, you just have to stay on it. We have Korean lilacs right now in the garden center. Yeah, they do just fine. They do fine in the sun. We do, we water them every day, and that's what you'll have to do in until those uh, plants establish themselves and they can access a little more moisture as their roots go deeper. Anthony writes this, hashtag Pat. I have a hive of bees living in the ground in my front yard. You know what John says? Get the gas can out at night after, but no, Pat says don't do that. No, don't do that. I found out when I mowed over them and they attacked me which sucks i've had that happen before yeah, too they stung me all around my privates I yeah mean, I know. all this around 21 right, times yeah yeah and they didn't they didn't get they didn't hit the sweet spot thank goodness but i believe you had to uh didn't you have to drop the drawers in front of your uh, in girlfriend's, front of my girlfriend's parents, parents yeah. they saw everything that she saw yeah. right right there yeah right there a, in the pool yep that was the last date how do i get rid of them uh, you know what the uh, what you'll see is activity in the ground, and what what you'll want to do is kind of do a little uh, detective work mm. and find that spot that they're going in and out. And once you find it, you'll go, wow, how, how did I not see that? As soon as the sun starts to go down, you fill that full of a take a full can of Hornet and Wasp spray oh, yeah. and just fill it up. So do you, you're, not, you're not you're not down with the gasoline down in the hole. I am not down. Those with would that. be yellow jackets right in the ground. Yes, that yellow is jackets. Oh, that son is of a gun. So those are not, evil. Those are not the uh, friendly uh, honeybees. I love the, the honeybees oh. and the bumblebees. They're just really nice. I they may occasionally too. sting you, but it's like, yeah. oh, I'm sorry about that. I didn't mean to sting you. That's right. The yellow jackets come right at you. We thought you were a flower when we were going to yeah, pollinate we you. Pollinate you when you were bent yeah, over right there. That's right. Right there in the rear end. I'm telling you. So yellow yeah. jackets, they're awful. They are, but you just what's like, the redeeming quality of yellow jackets? What do they do that we can't do without? Because mm. I, I think they I, suck. I don't really know. I guess they would aerate the lawn a little bit. No, really. Yeah, <laughs> got that going. Until <laughs> I pour you. gas down them and blow them up. Yeah, you know what? There's something on TikTok. I'm trying to think that that started with gasoline, and I believe uh, the all the consumer safety product commissions had to start warning people, don't do that. But I'm trying to think what was the TikTok. And gasoline. It sounds like maybe gas down into a yellow jacket hole. Well, I don't think it was that one. I'm sure that's next. Hashtag Ask Pat. I have all these red clover mites all over my backyard. How do I get rid of them? Uh, you know what? Uh, you could uh, pretty easily spray, depending on uh, how you feel about uh, a cover spray. But there's some uh, great you could you can easily get a bottle of seven or eight that will hook directly up to your hose. 
and then spray away. You yeah. could also use neem oil if you'd like to have an organic product that would take care of that as well. Hashtag Ask Pat at 239-1070. Justin's been on hold. Justin, you're on with Pat Sullivan today. How are you? Hey, Pat. Hey, JMV. Hello, Justin. Um, I have a uh, gas uh, water heater in the basement, um, and the wife is complaining about a foul smell, and that's the only thing I can think of it could be coming through. If I change this anode rod in it, do you think that's going to help? Uh, probably. Is it just the hot water side that you smell the rotten yeah. eggs? Yep. Yeah. That's exactly so, it. So the magnesium rod... Uh, is probably causing the trouble so instead of you can replace it with i believe a stainless steel rod or you could just take it out cut it off and then replug it okay so now you may you know is it possible the whole idea of the sacrificial rod is that it's supposed to extend the life of the tank so you know did you knock a year or two off you know well a lot of people are smoking and drinking too. That's knocking a year or two off as I well. Liked, I just like that you said magnesium rod. That's awesome. That's a, that's a good movie title. Hey, I just filed that away as a, a future movie title right there. Magnesium, magnesium rod. rod right so it's there. probably going to take two of you. Someone's going to have to bear hug the tank while somebody else uh, takes a socket on the okay. top of that thing. Maybe even with a little uh, uh, extension cheater pipe on the ratchet yep. and then just pop Got that it. thing open. Now we got to probably drain it down a little bit, take the pressure off, and, and all that good stuff, right? You you do, but it'd be more exciting if you didn't. Yes, go take like a oh, okay. fifty-five yeah. minute shower, That's hot right. shower, right? You're, yeah, all you have to do is shut the <laughs> shut the water off to it. Yeah. <laughs> Justin, all anything right, else? Thanks, you got it, buddy. Thank That's you. That's Justin. Hashtag Ask Pat. Yes, bison Ooh, meat. Bison, bison burger is awesome. Yeah. Who's with me on this? Well, Why, I mean, where, and I know Red Fraser. Which used to be in Bloomington. I think it's in Greene County now. Red Fraser is a bison farm that has great bison, and they have bison just like they do in you know the cow. What's for the example. difference between a bison and a buffalo? I mean, I what's the difference between a buffalo that is? I just in, always found myself saying bison meat and not buffalo meat. I guess. I mean, you're out there in in Yellowstone. Yeah. Is the only difference is they're government employees. The first time I ever had bison was back in 1993 on my way to Colorado. I had it in Western Kansas. Uh, as we got ready to go into Colorado, it said bison meat here, bison burger here. Yeah. And I went after the bison burger, and it had to be good. back in 1994. I'll have to try bison. I'm not sure that I've ever had one. Oh, it's good. Yeah. I, don't, yeah, I don't know why it's not caught on even more. What do you got there, buddy? Well, you know, uh, we have a uh, little uh, thing coming up at the store a week from tomorrow, which is we call it an evening in the garden, right? Right. So the problem is I think that term is used overused evening in the garden right midnight in the garden versus good and evil whatever that is it's an an evening in the garden i wanted to call it llamalation okay so where we get a bunch of llamas and then we kind of have you know music and food in the garden kind of a poor man's zubilation Oh yeah! All right. Well, I fit so right Zubilation. In there. You couldn't afford Zubilation. You could come yeah. to Lamalation at Sullivan Hardware and Garden, seventy first and Keystone. But actually, we're calling it Evening in the Garden. Check out the uh, restaurants that will be there. Half Liter, Bluebeard. What's Bluebeard? Holy hell! You yeah, tell me a little bit about Bluebeard. Bluebeard I don't know is about Bluebeard. one of the best restaurants in in Indianapolis. Okay. Holy well, tell me smokes! More, buddy. You really don't know Bluebeard? I don't. 
but yet you could you could name any song from 1991, <laughs> yeah, and you don't even know Bluebeard. All right, Son, I'm looking you need it up to, right here. Bluebeard. You need to get to Bluebeard. Ooh, Virginia Avenue is that down near yes. Fountain Square? Bluebeard. Blue, you seriously have never heard of Bluebeard? I will say this: I've become a little bit more food wise cultured because of the awesome Jim and Sarah. Every Saturday night at eight o'clock, they send me food here. Nice. Oft, oftentimes, it's been from Slapfish, but it's been all around Fountain Square. Slapfish. Slapfish is good. Uh, what? Tupelo Honey, not too long ago, they sent yep. me stuff from there. But I have not had Bluebeard yet. Oh, dude. I'm looking at it right Bluebeard here. Bluebeard is unbelievable. Salad? Yeah. They've got an unbelievable What makes their salad, salad great? Do they put, I can't, they I, put I, goldfish I, on it like I, I, I do you know mine? What? Quite honestly, I don't even know. I'm telling you, any salad is instantly better with goldfish on top of it. You realize that, right? Goldfish? Yeah. Why don't they put goldfish on salads? I don't know. Upland Jack will be there. Jack around with croutons and stuff. Just put the goldfish on there. Gordotos. Uh, Gordotos. Uh, cool. Rust Belt Tacos. I may, I probably messed up their name. Uh, Sounds chefs, like you did. Chefs from uh, the Harder Brunch <laughs> podcast will be there. Sully's Grill. Maggie's yes. Bistro. Lamellation. SullivanHardware.com. You can buy. It's only $60 a ticket. It is a poor man's zubilation. I need that, too, because I went to Zubilation once, and I go, I'm never, ever coming back to this. I'm all is for right? the zoo and that support. That thing is so popular. I thought it sucked so bad. Do you really? And I was, oh, I was Dude, all tuxedoed it out up. Like I was in hot. 12 I was, minutes. I was sweaty, and I just, yeah, I thought, I was, I go, yeah, this been. is it. This is never it for been. me right here. No more Zubilation. If I can go dress like this, I might go, but I'm not going in a tuxedo and wear, you know, tuxedo pants that are shorts and it's it's uh it's yeah. the night. I mean, I've never been there. You got to pay. You got to take nineteen hundred pictures every time you stop by and eat eat uh, you know a bite of food from a finger thimble. Really? Hell, I can't even get a taste of this. What do you? What is this? Wow, it's in a finger thimble. So you don't like that, and you don't like uh, no I'm Halloween look, decorations. I'm looking at Bluebeard. No, I didn't like. I don't mind the Halloween decorations. It was somebody that actually oh, sent okay. that to me. Yeah. Bluebeardindy.com. The salads in which Pat Sullivan was referencing here: chop salad, yes, beet salad. That doesn't chop sound salad right. is the one. Beet. Who in the world goes in and goes? Can I get the beet salad? I love beets. Didn't your grandma try to make you eat I, beets? I love Gross. beets. Beets. Maybe we should have a. A beet a festival. Beet, beet fest. That's what I was thinking. Beet Beets fest. are gross. Yeah. It's right up there it's with got coleslaw. coleslaw. Uh, there's a Caesar salad. There's an awesome wedge salad right there. So. Yellow rickshaw will be the uh, entertainment. No, that's awesome. When they're, is that they're again? They're a blast. Next Saturday. No, that's good. Keystone. It's a lot of fun. And people go, well, what's it for? It's like, just because it's fun. All right. So when are we doing our, our barbecue smoke off with Wells again? That's coming up you know, too, I, right? I just saw, uh, it is. I just saw John Griffin stick his head in. So I'm, hopefully if he's here, I'm going to go grab him and we're going to nail down a date. We got to get this done. We don't, I mean, we didn't do it last year. No, we and, didn't uh, do it. Yeah. And a couple of charities didn't get our money. We got to do that again. That was fun. That was fun. Love that. Had a great time. I got to have some help though, too. Oh, so. yeah. Oh, trust me. You'll just be. Hey, we're, uh, we're not going to By the way, bison. Somebody have some bison this week. This is a bison weekend if you're grilling out and then report back to me coming up on Tuesday. I'm out Monday, but on Tuesday and tell me all about the bison that you have. You got great deals going on right now around Sullivan Hardware on grills of any kind, correct? Uh, yeah, we got some great deals on grills. We also have, uh, if you're uh, still doing a little planting or you came back from vacation and everything's dead, have a lot of uh, clearance on some beautiful annuals and uh, great deals on patio furniture, especially, especially 
Sunday, the wicker, because we just came from Atlanta where we were purchasing our uh, patio furniture for next year. Really? So the ones that uh, the uh, last year's sets that don't make the cut, they get cut. Have you um, have you seen the pictures of what Sundown Gardens Landscaping did to my house? Uh, I did. This looks great. I'm telling you what. looks great. They I, take such and good I, care I, I gotta of my get, lawn. I got to get Scott back over. I've got one more square I need them to do because now this square is like, hey, something's got to be done here because it yeah. looks magnificent everywhere else. So you I got what? one more square. They do a great job. They do everything. Everybody goes, aren't they a competitor? It's like, eh, not really. Are they a competitor? Not really. Yeah. But I mean, they, they, I mean, they, they spray. Because Denny talks about it all the trim. time on Saturday. They, I mean, they do everything at Mar House. Matter of fact, even like before a holiday, they'll come up and kind of, because they know I'm an idiot, they'll yeah. ca- clean up around the pool and stuff, get all the sticks and everything. They're ask awesome. for Brian, ask for Scott, Scott Levy, yep. and then Brian, and they will set you up. But I'm telling you, it was just an absolute facelift, what they did. And I still have people stop. They stop on my driveway and say, hey, are you looking to sell your house? And I go, well, I just... They said that they could make this look better, and that's exactly what they did. People stop all the time. Well, it's they're incredible. used to, to if they live there, there. I'm out there shirtless. Of course. So I go, yeah. So You know, you can get, like, you can take an object and have a, a cast made of it and make it into a fountain. You could do it like a fountain of you. Yes, I could. Like just yeah. like yeah. doing a little finger roll from my basketball yeah, and like, the way they, know, like and this and like the water coming out yeah, of my and hand. The way they're the way they plumb them, you can make the water come out anywhere you want. Yeah. Oh yeah. I could yeah. Yeah. Oh I could just yeah, I could do a backyard kind of just taking but I don't do that. I haven't done that anymore because the landscaping looks so good. Oh, you don't pee, I have, pee no, in I the have, backyard? I, have, I don't think I've I've whizzed in the backyard all summer because of that. Really? It just, I look like it's so pristine. I go, I can't pee here. Yeah, because you'll, yeah, uh, yeah that uh, you can kill the grass that way. I don't want to do that. Yeah. So, looks good. All right, um, tomorrow morning, 93 WIBC. That's right, 9 until 1. We have a big show planned. Really remember, a big I show. I will remember to call, too. I forgot last week. You know, last week, uh, week was uh, National Skinny Dipping Day, so we kind of wanted that. to get your- Ooh, That would have uh, been great. We wanted to get your opinion on that, and you, you, you stood us up. See, I, I grew up with a pool, so there was a lot of skinny dipping going on. Yeah. And my, I, I was great. So I, I grew up with a pool, an in-ground pool, and my mom uh, my mom was a single mom and went on trips out west for like two weeks in a handful of summers when I was in junior high and high school. So hijinks occurred. Yeah. Like I had, I had friends of mine that just spent the entire two weeks there. In the pool. In the Naked. pool. And I mean- skinny dipping man come oh, on yeah. now there's nothing better i mean i'm way out in the country with an in-ground pool crank it up to 10 music as loud as we want it beautiful yeah i need to go back to those days those are good days carefree yeah. responsibility free days i need that yeah that would be nice we were out on on vacation and uh right next door to a catholic church and uh it's like 11 o'clock yeah and the pre- pastor comes over complaining about music and it's like, dude, it's 11 o'clock on 4th of July weekend. Exactly. And then right out of the bat, he goes, I don't want to call the police. It's like, All I right, don't want to call the police. I'm not coming to church tomorrow, Father. I said, and then I said to was him. Was this I, in Rhode Island? Yeah, this is Rhode Island. And it's like, and he comes up. up Those guys he are just all walks anyway. right onto the porch. It's like, and I looked at him. I said, does this count as mass? You say, hey, take it easy, Padre, okay? Yeah. We'll turn it off when we want to turn it off. Yeah. Everyone there was Catholic. Nobody went to church the next over your house. Day. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, skinny dip in the pool. I missed skinny the pool. Dip. My pool was great. Just an oasis. Everybody was always there. Mm. And again, I, my mom was cool. Hey, I'm going to go to Colorado for two weeks this summer. All right. 
and then she would have a friend of hers come over and and uh, check on me if I'm still alive. Yeah. Had a bill at the general store. Just put everything on the bill. Went over there and put bologna and cheese and Big Red on the bill. <laughs> Carefree. <laughs> All right. Tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. until 1. You can check him out. Downstairs, 93 WIBC. That is Home and Garden. The Home and Garden Show with Pat Sullivan, Denny Smith, Terry Stacy, Allison, and the gang coming up tomorrow morning, 93 WIBC. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Pat Sullivan. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Thanks, John. Pat Sullivan, Sullivan Hardware and Garden. Let us take a break. JJ is going to lead on the other side and top of the 5 o'clock hour. The Reds embark leading by a game in the NL Central in the second half of the baseball season. They get Milwaukee at Great American tonight. Chris Welsh is their television analyst. He joins us at 5. It's 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. Collect them, trade them, or just enjoy them. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. This is Stephanie Mills. Stephanie Mills will be a part of a free concert celebration coming up here a little bit later on this evening. Uh, shout out to Kyle Knezovich here from the station. Uh, he tweeted me saying, I heard you talking about concerts. Fired up for the Stephanie Mills and the OJs. Uh, you got Stephanie Mills, the OJs, and El DeBarge, I think. Uh, coming up tonight, and I think one twelve is tomorrow night, I believe. we got to make sure I get those days accurate, but I believe that to be the case. So that's going to be a good time. I absolutely love Stephanie Mills. Uh, good friend of the show. And Paris does a lot of work with Stephanie Mills. And that was one of the classics right there from the 1980s. Pat Sullivan in studio, Sullivan Hardware and Garden. Uh, thank you guys all for sending in those questions. That was absolutely outstanding. Do it again next week. Pat Sullivan, Sullivan Hardware and Garden tomorrow morning, 93 WIBC, 9 until 1 p.m. And at some point, I think my daughter, Lainey's got a game up in Westfield tomorrow morning, like at 9 a.m. or so. But I'll call in from Westfield at a certain time and we'll talk it up with the gang on the Home and Garden Show coming up tomorrow morning on 93 WIBC. Meantime, 239-1070 is the number. Let's get JJ on the board here. Hello, JJ. How are you? Hey, how's it going, John? You're Great, right? brother. Go ahead. Yes, thank you for the call. Hey, home of the Ball State Cardinals, fly the W. Let's go Cubs. You know how that goes, chirp, chirp, chirp. I do know that. Yeah. My man, I still we need to still find a uh, Daymar bet so we can get back on board with that. Another thing, um, I actually am supposed to call some basketball games at PAC tomorrow after I leave Iowa. So I don't know what time your games are. Have the reps like- Um, I don't. Yeah, nine nine a.m. and then one p.m. or something. I may be a little bit sketchy around one, but I'll definitely be there front and center at nine. So, okay, I might miss you because I'll be coming from Indiana Wesleyan for the girls' side of that. Nice. Of- All right. So, um, three scenarios here when you're talking about the whole running back thing when yep. it comes in general running back and them trying to get what they think is due. All right, Le'Veon Bell, he may have set a precedent, but no one backed him up. So now you're running into running backs now that try and fight for these contracts. Uh, They may not get them, but they could set a precedent to 
try and rewrite for the rookies to come. And it may be if you have a rookie to come and now they see that, okay, we're going to go with a maximum contract, a good contract. Now it's going to make it optional or make it better for the veteran in line because now they see, okay, we're going to sign this rookie and the veteran himself might be um, valuable if the rookie doesn't sign. Secondly, say the rookie doesn't sign, now that veteran becomes more optional. So I'm looking at three options here. How do you look at that when it comes to now we're looking more on transcending the new running back contract going forward? Um, see, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if there's going to be a profound effect, JJ, as you're talking about here. I, I think that – I'll give you a great example. I, I think for the most part, that position is still going to look as a majority disposable moving forward. I don't know if, if much is going to come of what we see right now. I just still view the Colts situation differently because it's just kind of like – and this is a really sad description, but it's like a perfect storm of you you need considerable support for a guy that has very little action really ever certainly in college none in the nfl so you need significant support not just this year but coming up next year as well for his growth for his maturation for what has to be at that position around here in anthony richardson so as i've talked about before i just i kind of view i I view and thanks for the call jj i view jonathan taylor much different than i do all this other stuff in terms of the Colts, and they may may feel that it's unnecessary as the rest of the NFL does with these guys. And again, I don't think this is going to set some precedent where all of a sudden there is much more of a value in it. But I, I don't know how I don't know how you don't make happy in the now and at least the short term future the most significant offensive productive piece that you have considering what you're trying to do at quarterback. I just think it's different. And I know a lot of you want to argue about, well, you know, you look at Saquon Barkley in New York, the lack of love that he's going to get. And that team made the postseason a year ago. Again, I look at the Colts differently than I do others. I look at it differently than how I look with the Chargers and Eckler, how I look at Barkley with the Giants. Jacobs and his situation uh, before with the Raiders, uh, certainly Dalvin Cook and his prior to the Vikings. I just look at it differently here. I think Jonathan Taylor is profoundly necessary. Certainly in the, the short term, which is not just this coming year, but certainly the short term this year, next year, if you're going to want to see his growth and potential expedited. I mean, I do. I kind of look at it the same as, well, you got to get the guy some weapons. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I can't sit here and say, well, you got to get him some weapons. And then, arguably, the major weapon, even though he's a running back, you ju- you, you're going to make unhappy. You're going to view him as disposable like everybody else does around the NFL. I just don't think the culture in that position right now. Yaney writes this, AJMV, hey, speaking of concerts, the legendary ISU baseball coach, Bob Warren. I love Bob Warren is playing the Brockway Tavern in Carmel later on tonight. I'll be there also watching along with 
getting ready to watch the Brewers throttle the Reds this evening. That's Janie. Shout out to Bob Warren and the Warren family. Love them. Absolutely love them. I thought somebody could remind me on this too. I thought Bronson Arroyo, the former Reds pitcher, was playing, and maybe I've already missed that. Was he in Greenfield not long ago, or is that still to come? The Reds right-handed pitcher, pitcher Bronson Arroyo. I think he does, and again, I may have this wrong as well. I know he does some sort of alternative band type of thing, and it may be, it may be doing covers of Pearl Jam. But I thought I saw where he's going to be in Greenfield. Either he already has been or it's still to come. So, yes, exactly. You're you're welcome for me passing along just incredibly accurate information right there. And a shout out to Malaron tonight. Malaron, by the way, over at the Sycamore has Stranger Things trivia. So my daughter's going to go over to Stranger Things trivia tonight. <laughs> I've never seen, I saw the end of the one episode where where they do ride the lightning at the end. Did you do Stranger Things? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. It was, uh, when mas- they do, was Master it? of Puppets. Master of Puppets, yeah. At the end of it. That's the only part that I've, I've seen that. And then I've seen the part where um, the lifeguard walks out there, makes a pass at the mom poolside. Oh, uh, okay. I gotcha. I think that was season three or something. Yeah, that's what I've seen right here. Uh, evidently, Bronson Arroyo played 10 days ago. So, yes, I'm a little bit behind on that. 10 days ago in Greenfield. Thank you, LL1. Uh, but Mallow Run tonight. Mallow Run has that, the uh, Stranger Things trivia. And I believe they've got Poison and Motley Crue cover bands for the professional fighter fighters of Johnson County going on down there tonight. So, that'll be fun. Mallow Run off of Whiteland Road. Let me take a break and we'll come back top of the hour. What we need to know about the Reds in the second half, the NL Central and more from Chris Welsh of the Reds Television Network and a lot of me and you the rest of the way too. Keep in mind, Farm Aid tickets still coming your way when you hear a Farm Aid artist in this case and that's going to be in September. Tickets go on sale tomorrow for that event, that show coming up in September. Somebody that's playing Farm Aid when you hear that, your cue to call number nine is going to be a winner. Now, that's coming up before the end of the show. 93.5107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. Are you kidding? You think I'd join this crummy snobatorium? But this whole place sucks. <laughs> That's right, it sucks. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, welcome back. JMV, is Paul George becoming the Lance Stevenson of 2023? Everyone thinking he might be back. Zero chance. Yeah, well, I mean, there's been a, a length of time that has passed. And there is always going to be interest in talking about it, but I just cannot logically consider that whatsoever an option. I'm not suggesting the guy can't play. Clearly, the guy can play. I just don't think at all that would be an option here. I would have to definitely see that one to believe it. It may. I will say this about that, too. I don't think that particular rumor has had the type of steam that the whole Lance Stevenson thing did. 
over years upon years upon years and probably would still have it if you tried really hard. You could probably get something going. But yeah, I can't imagine that. Cannot imagine that at all. So that is just a thought. And really, you can tell, like, around here, other than Eric calling in a little bit earlier, around here, that's not brought up. It's brought up nationally because around here, you just go, I can't imagine that happening. You know, I brought this up a little bit earlier regarding the Pacers. And by the way, their summer league team, 2-1, and one, the 2-1 and one Mavericks tonight from Vegas. That is at 7 o'clock. But I asked a question regarding the Pacers a little bit earlier. Let's just say that, you know, maybe besides a, a McConnell move, which has been rumored, or let's just say, for example, they're done right now. If they are done right now with what they have done in this offseason, are you satisfied with this offseason? And again, consider the dynamic. Bruce Brown Jr., Obi Toppin, Jarris Walker, Ben Shepard. As it stands, oh, in the longer term, high dollar extension for Tyrese Halliburton, you can add that in. But if they are done right now, completely done, and this is what you're going to see moving forward to October, now, in the midst of training camp, is this enough for you? Did they do enough? Did they do enough to satisfy you, or do you come away disappointed? Uh, is the question. And I don't know how big of these swings that everybody wants to talk about. I, th- I think what you do is you call and see what it's going to take. But I also don't think they want to do anything that is going to compromise the long term. And in fact, I don't, I don't mind that train of thought. I also like that they're trying to do something in the now. They're trying to approve upon the product in the now while also you know, making sure they're secure in the longer term. And I think to me, at least the way that they've handled contracts, what they did with Obi Toppin in that trade with a year remaining, we'll see with Bruce Brown Jr., who has, you know, a final year of, of two, which is a team option. I think they do protect themselves in this case. And we'll see if they give themselves a significant amount of opportunity to win in the now. But if they were absolutely done right now, Are you satisfied? Are you okay with it? All right, 239-1070. Some of your calls on the other side. Reds start the second half. Reds and Brewers, the first of a weekend set. That's a big one, too, by the way, because the Reds are a game up on the Brewers in the NL Central to start the second half. Reds and Brewers in Cincinnati later on tonight. And uh, we'll talk to Chris Welsh of the Reds Television Network about that and then some coming up here at the top of the hour. Farm Aid tickets, that's coming up in September. That is at Ruoffo Mortgage Music Center. Farm Aid's on September the 23rd featuring Willie Nelson, Neil Young, Mellon Camp, Dave Matthews, and Tim Reynolds, Margot Price, Bob Weir. Nathaniel Ratliff and the Night Sweats. When you hear a song from anybody that is on that particular card, 
September 23rd in Noblesville. Rest of the way, number nine, calling in, will win a pair of tickets to it. And again, you can start buying those tickets coming up tomorrow. Win them before you can buy them today. Farm-aid tickets coming up at some point in the 5 o'clock hour. And then I'm assuming, because the last word is in, how long is the last word? Do we know? Uh, we're going to go till about 621 today. Well, that's just great. <laughs> 621, which means, as it sounds here, a substantial portion of anything goes coming up after 6 o'clock. We save that for a Friday Anything goes, 6 o'clock, we've got farm-made tickets to give away, listen to win, and Chris Welsh of the Reds Television Network is going to join us next. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Don't go away. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. Can you fly this plane and land it? Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Nothing but the 90s on the JMV Takeover tomorrow night. Six until midnight. B105.7. All requests. 167 last week. We'll see if we can go a buck 70 or higher coming up tomorrow night. Uh, a lot going on here in the area, too. Plus, I want to give a shout-out to Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan and his daughter Peyton are on a flight to Boston right now for the Jim Irsay Collection. The Jim Irsay Collection, that show at TD Garden in Boston is tomorrow evening, which features you know, the Jim Irsay Collection band, Peter Wolf of Jay Giles' band, Kevin Cronin, REO Speedwagon, uh, Vince Gill, who's touring with the Eagles, and so many more. TD Garden, that's coming up tomorrow night, and I get to give a shout-out to Daniel Bryant, who was the winner of those tickets that the Colts and Jim Irsay gave away on this show a little bit earlier this week. That is going to be a weekend blast in Beantown. Meantime, on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline, it's going to be a hell of a time this weekend in the Queen City as we embark on the second half of the Major League Baseball season as it stands right now. The Reds up a game in the NL Central over the Brewers. They get the Brewers to start a weekend set coming up later on tonight at Great American. And from the Reds Television Network, he is a great friend of the show. Chris Wells joins us. Hello, Chris. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing very well, MV. Thank you for having me on again. It has been awesome. This last month plus has absolutely re-energized me, and I'm assuming much like many Reds fans out there, that is the same. Is is this something, we talked about this about a month ago, is is this baseball level in which they've been playing, in your opinion, sustainable in the second half? Well, I sure hope so. Certainly it makes it easy to forget the years of futility. Uh, that we've seen here in the last decade. But uh, is it sustainable? Yeah, I, I think it is because they have talent and they play hard. Uh, the, the missing piece, of course, is the pitching. If you really want to start getting down to the, the diagramming out the games, yeah, obviously you know they need to get their pitching back and straightened out. But right now they feel like they can play with anybody, and they've shown it. It's uh, Chris Wells with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. You mentioned a, a great point, I thought, in that national series, uh, and, and things were going haywire for the Nationals. They, I mean, they couldn't hold anybody on. You were talking about the lack of a slide step, and you know, obviously the Reds were running wild on the base paths in that game. 
And, you know, it was almost like there was a sense of, well, you know, you feel sorry for Dave Martinez and his team because, you know, they're in rebuilding mode. And you brought up the great point saying, you know what, Reds, the Reds have been used to this type of situation for a number of years, so nobody's feeling sorry for anybody. And I completely agreed with you. Yeah, I mean, it was 2019, the Nationals were in the World Series. So, I mean, it's not all that long ago. You've got to go way back, you know, to see when the Reds were last, you know, when there was a, a pennant up here, number one, and then a World Series winner. So, yeah, this is what excited this ball club. I mean, a month and a half ago, this ball team was drawing anywhere from seven to 10,000 people in the ballpark. I mean, it was like a ghost town here. Our director and producer on our, on our TV side would, would be wondering, what, what shot can I get of the – looks like, you know, there's some people here. But now it's a whole different story. They sold out every game when the Braves were in town right before the break. They uh, also sold out. They're going to sell out tonight here in Cincinnati. Tomorrow is 42000 And Sunday, probably 37000 plus whatever walk-up they have. So uh, it's just amazing how you can put a winner on the field and you have a starving fan base who's very loyal and they'll come out. Hey, Chris, the other aspect of it is you just have such a fondness for the way this group gets things done, how they approach playing baseball every day. I had Spencer Steer on here week before last, and I, I love their approach because they're just – they've got to pedal down – the entire time, no matter what situation that it is. I mean, that's just what we've all come to expect. And and when you compound that, Chris, with winning, that is such an incredibly easy product for everybody to grasp. And I think it you can see at the gate here exactly how the Cincinnati Reds fans are grasping that. That is an easy product to fall in love with, and clearly they have. It's almost like this team doesn't know any better. They, they don't realize that they're all rookies. They're not making enough money. They don't have enough experience. You know, there are this one all-star guy from this whole team, even though they're the talk of baseball. And But at the same time, you know, they're playing old-fashioned baseball. And that's, I think, the biggest difference is, is that, you know, for years, the last few years, you know, we got so involved in the analytics and how many strikeouts are out there and, and how many home runs your team hits and so on. And the Reds could not compete because home runs come from superstar caliber hitters, and the Reds couldn't afford any. So if you sit back and you change your strategy so that you're going to play like everybody else, which is sit back and wait for that three-run home run, and it, it just didn't work. I mean, they were outmanned at every turn. This time it's a little bit different. I think the rule changes have really helped. I think the fact that they're a young ball club that have a lot of speed, uh, it's, it's uh, you know, kudos to the front office for going out and, and realizing a few years ago that we have to get more athletic here. We've got to be able to play better defense. We, there's a tough ballpark to pitch in. We can't give away outs. And all those things have kind of come together. And then you add the missing piece. I mean, it's like the, the missing link, this guy, Ellie De La Cruz has come up and just basically changed everything. He's made everybody better. He's taken the spotlight off of anybody else and put it on him. And he is humble. He's a hard-nosed player. And he's got great baseball sense for a 21-year-old. And uh, 
I'm telling you, the, the guy will uh, he'll never see the minor leagues again, I don't think, and and uh, he'll see the the All Star game a lot more than that. I um, you made a great point about this, and especially after uh, last weekend, and you know he stole home, and that was a highlight on everybody's show then, as it should be. I, I viewed that we can see you know, six foot five, the the power, the strength, the athleticism, the speed. We we can see that. But what you also saw when he stole second, third, and home was, as you just mentioned, just incredibly, I think, well-rounded baseball instincts at such an incredibly young age as well. That part is equally as amazing to me. You know, I, I really believe that he's they're playing the kind of baseball that we used to coach our kids when they're 13, 14, 15. I was just up here in the, in the radio booth talking to one of our camera guys who's coaching a 16U team. And he was telling me that his whole team wants to pull the Ellie, which is steal home on the pitcher. And we used to practice that when I was coaching my kids, you know, at that yep. age, that was one of our plays. And it's, it's almost like these guys are all lined up to play American Legion baseball and they're playing however they can play. They're playing hard nose through nine innings. And uh, De La Cruz is, is just kind of doing that. He's taking advantage anywhere you can. You know, he's run through a couple of stop signs, big deal. His <laughs> speed and his athletic ability is, is just way better than anybody else on the field. I remember watching the spring training workout that they had before the games began down in Goodyear, Arizona. And I'm just watching the bunt drills, defense, and then the outfield relays and so on. And I said to myself after about five minutes, that guy out there, and I'm thinking of Ellie Daly, he's the best player in red uniform right now, period. No one even close. And it took him a little while, you know, to get the front office convinced to bring him up to the major leagues. But uh, this kid is – I mean, he's got a chance to be the Tiger Woods of baseball, and uh, it certainly is an exciting ride right now. Yeah, and, and the thing, Chris, that also stands out to me is the importance that we have seen in in-game situations in which the Reds have been uh, in- incredibly productive in to where you look back and the fact that they took that extra base in the seventh or, you know, kind of took that run when, you know, you just kind of do it on on taking an extra base or a steal or whatever. You know, manufacturing runs in, in maybe middle innings of games becomes so big you know, including the fact that this pitching staff, you, you just kind of know what you're going to get right now. That level, I think, still has to stay for this team to be able to stay consistent as we've seen it so far. And they've been so good in stealing runs, taking extra bases to help them out in in-game situations where they've found success. Yeah, and also sharing the credit around. And uh, I think it's it's a matter of not having any veteran presence in this ball club that are so quote unquote, you know, veteran leaders. Now you got Joey Votto, but think about it this way. When you get down to the trade deadline, every team wants a veteran bat, preferably a left-hander that can hit some home runs. And you got that with Votto, right? And then you're also looking for some pitching. So the Reds already got their infusion of hitting when Votto became eligible and able to play at this level. And boy, he's tearing it up right now. And uh, so now you just hope that the pitching can get healthy, you know, from within. They need Hunter Green back and they need Nick Lodolo back. And then if if, uh, Nick Crawl and company can add another starter, you know, to give them a little depth there, uh, then they've got a chance to hang around. But, you know, this weekend, I think, against the Brewers is going to be a nice telltale sign because the Brewers are sending out their top three pitchers. The Reds are going to send out the best pitchers that they have right now. 
and uh, it'll be a pretty good matchup. You got Milwaukee this weekend. Uh, eight over uh, would be San Fran. Uh, you got them, and then plus thirteen Arizona. Uh, LA's plus thirteen as well. All that is after this weekend on the schedule, so it is going to be going to be an interesting time right here with really good competition forthcoming, Chris. Well, I know they're playing well when you call me up to be on your show because when they were losing 95 or more, no. I mean, my phone would never ring. Uh, no, I mean, it makes me sad. It makes me sad. I um I, I feel like we deserve this. Like I'm a Reds fan. I've been a Reds fan forever. I mean, going all the way back to the, the early seventies, even before the big red machine, my grandfather would take me over there from southern Indiana, we'd watch games and it just it seems like the Reds fans, you know, either me or everybody else over there, we're, we're kinda deserving of this style of baseball, this excitement in baseball. We deserve this. It is. I I love the style of baseball. I really do. I mean, I felt like I was you know, the old man get off my yard. Uh, you know, when I would talk about how bunts used to be an important part of the game and how stolen bases used to be an important part of the game. Yeah. I'm just I'm just delighted that the whole thing's kind of come full circle and there are other teams now doing the same thing. But yep. just to think that the Reds have stolen 43 bases in the last 30 days, uh, that is uh, 13 more bases than the next team behind them. And uh, they just run rampant. It's almost like they keep running until they throw you out. So, I kind of like that style, and uh, hopefully we're going to see a lot of that this weekend. I don't often want to make a comparison to anything to the St. Louis Cardinals, but that is an 80s brand of baseball that Whitey Herzog and company were so successful in, as you saw, because obviously you were playing against it and a part of it there, too, where they just always were looking to get 90 feet further whenever possible. You know what you do? You you get into the pitcher's head that way. Yeah. Because – a lot of these guys, you know, they're so concentrating and training on throwing the ball hard and spinning the ball the best they can and so on. But some of the other little things of the game, they don't really take as seriously as they used to. You know, covering bases, pickoff moves, you know, sidesteps so that you keep the runner close and so on. And, and uh, all of a sudden, you know, for the last three or four years, it didn't matter. It didn't even matter in the minor leagues. Now it matters, and anybody who fell asleep at the wheel there is paying the price. All right, I know, Chris, you got to run and get prepared for a broadcast, but uh, it's great to have you on here, and uh, we'll double back and talk to you again, and again, hopefully this weekend's good over at Great American with Milwaukee in town, and we shall do this again soon. Thanks for coming on, buddy. JMB, thank you very much. Enjoy it every time we get the chance to talk. Chris Welsh right there, the Reds Television Network. He's got work to do. Got work to do. Burns v. Ashcraft tonight in game number one, and it was Jim McCann in Southern California that brought this up. The Reds not only opened at home against Milwaukee, but that's followed by San Fran, eight over, Arizona, plus 13, and then on the road at Milwaukee, and then the Dodgers at plus 13. We'll know if they're for real very soon. That is a tough stretch right there, to say the least. I'm going to have to knock on wood because I just even said that. Tough stretch. Yeah, Abbott needs to bounce back. It was against Milwaukee. I think when uh, when Abbott faced Milwaukee and did not look good last weekend, that was the first time that he had faced a team that had already seen him, I believe, right? Yeah, Diaz, 26 saves. I mean, can they keep that up? And again... I always think in terms of the Reds, it is so vital what they do to take that extra base. I mean, it's it's almost it's insurance that they have to have. 
And this is not necessarily because of Diaz. I mean, Diaz, certainly for the most part, has done everything he can do and has done his job. But I'm just talking about the pitching, you know, and talking about other aspects of the bullpen that you know they're not going to be able to to hold opposing offenses down. So in the middle innings, maybe even early on, you take that extra base. I mean, you get going out of the box, you know, to get to second, for example, on a base hit that is cut off in the gap. You know, you steal a base or two if you can and put yourself in position to tackle on another run because you're going to need more than what other teams are going to need as far as insurance is concerned. You just know that you know that going in. Now, it's fortunate because we look at this Reds team and that's exactly how they played this year. Now, they keep going. Trying to take not just what is given to them, but even take more out of it. Which has been impressive so far. Uh, Reds, Brewers, the first of a weekend set at Great American is coming up later on tonight. And Chris Welsh of the Reds television and sometimes radio networks with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Eric Jarvis says this, Cruz is the most exciting player since Otani. Good, humble, just loves to play a game. And I I mentioned this to Chris, too. In, in watching his highlights, and especially, you know, the stealing of second, third, and home, that was so highly publicized, as it should have been last weekend, it was when he stole home and he measured that. So clearly he, he kind of was waiting for an opportunity that he felt was going to be there. Ba- baseball IQ is what they call that. Yeah, just he was just kind of measuring that out. It's funny when Chris talks about him running through stop signs and such. <laughs> he does that too. And it's probably tough, for example, for the third base coach. I mean, not to close to one hundred percent of the time wave the guy around. But now that should be fun coming up this weekend. And uh, if you're heading over there, man, enjoy it. As Chris said, I think they got a sellout tonight. What do you say? Sellout tonight? Maybe a sellout tomorrow and then 42,000 somewhere in that neighborhood on Sunday. That's Cincinnati Reds baseball. And he was also right about the fact that they could not get anybody to come out at the beginning of the season. Nobody. And this is what you get. With winning and excitement. It's what you get. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, that's what the Pacers are looking for in the present. And the Colts are looking for lightning to strike in a similar fashion. That's what you get. That's the response that you get. And again... In Cincinnati, uh, Reds fans are probably more starved than most. But, I mean, around here, look how starved you are. When's the last time that you got to root for any sort of consistency in winning? When's the last time you thought the best 
about things that were going on around here instead of the worst. Yeah, to certainly a degree, uh, more so ahead of schedule with the Pacers than the Colts, you're still looking for that exact thing. And man, when you get it, that is a big deal right there. Big deal. Yeah, I just saw that too. Outside in Boston, right? That's Jim Irsay, Edgerin James, Reggie Wayne. I think that's Tariq Glenn there too. <laughs> that's going to be fun this weekend. You're going to have Colts players, Patriots players. The Jim Irsay collection, and I will pass along pictures from Daniel Bryant and his daughter Peyton that won tickets earlier in the week on this show. And thanks to the Colts and Jim Irsay and the Goreman for putting all that together. But Daniel Bryant was the winner. And I believe they're on a flight right now, probably there. And uh, they're going to take in the festivities this weekend with the Jim Ursay Collection, which is coming up at TD Garden. That is tomorrow. That should be outstanding. Yeah, I did see this. Philip Rivers and his wife Tiffany are expecting their 10th child. 10. I can barely keep track of two. More power to him. <laughs> Frank Lucas says, thoughts on this, JMV? Well, I mean, two two is enough for me. There's no way. I can't keep track of two. And wisdom teeth being taken out. I got Stranger Things trivia contest. I got hoop tomorrow morning in Westfield. I can't keep track of it. Driver's ed. Cross-country practice. Cannot imagine. But number 10 right there. Uh, by the way, shout out to J-Law as well, who is celebrating inside the uh, the FUBAR Lounge pool facilities right now up in Noblesville, which is really nice. Know you're going to enjoy that. A Pacers Summer League play coming up later on tonight, 7 o'clock. 2-1 and one Indiana and 2-1 and one Dallas this evening. And I brought up a little bit earlier what we got out of Trace Jackson Davis last night was what you thought you were going to get out of Trace Jackson Davis. And again, I thought what that did, that magnified what I told you of how things to this point have worked out fortunately for Trace considering the circumstances. Like, fortunately. Think about this, and I'm still interested, and he's got a two-way, and that's great for Oscar Sheboy with the Pacers. But... There is a lot between him and being able to do anything there. He goes back and forth between the G League and the Pacers um, if circumstances call. But Trace is going to get an opportunity in Golden State, and you know it's going to be up to him to do things that's necessary to give him playing time, to give him clock. You know, one of these days, maybe he learns to shoot to three. Maybe he steps into a three. I'm not quite sure, but that's not exactly what they're looking for right now in Golden State. They have plenty to do that. That could not have worked out any better for him. You know, again, it's nothing to write home about numbers-wise last night for him. But what I told you he did is kind of how I explained in what Jarris Walker did. He gave you reasons why Jarris Walker would fit in here immediately and give time and give rotational minutes in whatever capacity here, you could understand why he was drafted eighth overall. 
Now, also with Trace, you can understand why he didn't go. You can understand why he didn't go until the end of the second round, but you can also understand why it is good fortune because he went to a team that looked for his skill set. A lot of work to be done, but still. Nate Thomas says the secret to 10 kids was giving to us from the iconic movie Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. <laughs> the uh, big one is watching the little one. Unfortunately, my big one uh, doesn't hang out with the little one too much and vice versa. They're both on different kind of schedules. Hell, I can't keep track of him. Blake had his uh, wisdom teeth. I didn't have my wisdom teeth extracted until I was in my late 20s. My man had his out earlier this week. He doing that, doing a little driver's ed. Ladies got basketball and a Stranger Things trivia. Could you do Stranger Things trivia? Would you know what's going on? I think I would be able to do okay at it. I'm not a super fan, but I've watched every season, so... No, oh, every season you have? Yeah. See, and what's unfortunate for me, it seems like that this would be right up my alley of interest. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you get throwback stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at Kate Bush and the song Running Up That Hill and, and look the momentum that it gained mm-hmm. from that show. I just have been unable to sit down and watch it. I, I don't really know why. Enjoy, I really How many seasons it. are they in? Uh, there are four out right now, and I think the fifth one will be the last one. Oh, really? Yeah. Because all the kids are getting too old. Yeah. So, I yeah, I have not seen that. Really, the only, the episodic programs that I have watched, I'm going to watch Winning Time. Winning Time with the L.A. Lakers with John C. Riley fires up season two again coming up in August. I will watch that. I enjoy that a great deal. Uh, unfortunately for me as a parent and for other parents out there that have kids that are in their teens, you should never, ever watch Euphoria Yet, unfortunately, I am uncommonly drawn to watch it. So I've watched that. I don't think they fired up the uh, next season of that yet. But I think Zendaya is awesome as an actress. Great in that. But again, if you're a parent of a teenager, you do not want to watch Euphoria. (laughs) Unfortunately, I have. Uh, watch that, and then the, what we talk about that show that I watched back in the wintertime? Oh, uh, the, the Last next, of the Us. The Rest of Us. The Last of Us. The Last of Us with Pedro Pascal. I did watch that. Getting better. Not quite there. Getting better. The Last of Us. A quick break, and we'll come back. I got time for your calls. Last word, 6.30 tonight. It means we got a little anything goes in the 6 o'clock hour and a listen to win because somebody is going to go for free. In fact, you cannot buy those tickets until tomorrow. That is Farm Aid coming to the Ruoff Home Mortgage Music Center September the 23rd when you hear an act or an artist from Farm Aid. Coming September the 23rd, your cue to call number 9 is going to win tickets before you can buy them. And they go on sale coming up tomorrow july the 15th so your chance is coming up before six o'clock listen to win 93.5107.5 the fan whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits long live listening to your favorites learn more about cascali ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if cascali is right for you the ride with jmv 
93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Nothing but the 90s tomorrow night with me on B105.7. Hope you guys are going to hang. Normally, as volume-wise, it's one of our larger evenings of requests, so be ready. Nothing but the 90s tomorrow night. Maybe get a little Goo Goo Dolls mixed in there with Long Way Down. Uh, John Buzzard says, I'd be nails at Stranger Things trivia. My kids love it. Not just nostalgic for 80s kids turned adults, but great writing. That's exactly what I hear. You know, there have been a lot of things that have passed me by that I haven't paid a great deal of attention to. Breaking Bad being one, Mad Ben being the other, that I don't know why. I don't know why. Because it's all good, and I've watched a couple of episodes of each, and there would be reasons why I would be interested, but I just have not gotten into it. It's like a me problem, not a they problem, not an it problem. A definite me problem. Hey, Janvi, I heard your conversation yesterday with the guy from Yahoo regarding the NBA about TJ McConnell. Do you buy that he is being shopped? I do buy that he may end up finding a different seat. And by the way, do you think this is a bad move? How much do you think he is necessary on this team? And uh, would you rather him stay? Here's to me. Do I think? I believe he is. And I would not be surprised again if he is someplace else by the time the season starts. Do I think that that takes a great deal away from this team off the bench and what he brings? And, you know, everybody wants to call it intangibles, do whatever. But it is a juice that absolutely nobody else has to offer. And yes, I think that that, I think you will see off the bench that will have I think that will have an effect. I do. I am I'm a belief in then what he he brings to this group that I mean it's it's kind of like I think I've explained it in this capacity before it's it's like what you can see in terms of Buddy Healed I mean, you can see that. Shoots a three, knocks it down. You know, skip pass to him. You know, defense, make sure it gets over there. Really tough to double down. I mean, you can't double off of him. So you keep one-and-one situations on his side of the floor, wherever he is, because he is lethal from three. Knocks him down at a high volume. I mean, you can see all of that. Um. I'm assuming you can see in terms of what T.J. McConnell brings off the bench, but often people will say, well, he's not scoring a lot, and you know he's not a great defender or whatever. He just has a juice for this team that I'm sorry, I don't think anybody else brings. You tell me who else brings it. Don't have a lot of space, and certainly a team like Phoenix, and that's who you're talking about that, that was mentioned yesterday. Jake Fisher on this show talked about Phoenix – being hot after T.J. McConnell. So, no, that would not surprise me whatsoever, but I do believe that this would be something that would be missed with this team. I think when it has a higher level of success, more times than not, you look at those bench minutes that are given, and they are extremely positive in terms of what T.J. McConnell is bringing. 
but I, I get what you're talking about. Okay, well, so what else does he bring besides that? We got to be able to see something. Yeah, making that comparison between he and Buddy Heald. You know, again, Buddy Heald's t- the things that you can absolutely see. But I have a great deal of respect for what McConnell has brought and certainly has brought to this team. And I mentioned this in terms of when they're playing well in games. You look back how many times that off the bench he has been a significant part of that. So, yeah, that would concern me a great deal. But, you know, the original question that you ask is that it's not going to surprise me whatsoever. Absolutely not whatsoever. Hey, Jamie, I heard you talking a little bit earlier and then again yesterday regarding Jonathan Taylor. Why do you think that he is so necessary here compared to the disposable content that running backs are across the rest of the NFL landscape? Thank you, George, for that. And I've explained it in this fashion. You've got a young quarterback that is at the highest level of inexperience. 13 games in. And not only do you need that support from... Honestly, you look across the board here, the most potentially productive player offensively on this team, this quarterback to mature, to evolve, will need that. And I don't think it's just going to be this year. I think he's going to need it this year, going to be next year. And I brought this up yesterday, too, because everybody wants to bring up, in this case, the offensive line, and I get that was awful last year, and there's a lot of fingers crossed and hope that it's going to be better because you bring in somebody that can run around, that can scramble, that can get away, that can extend a play, somebody that has an arm that's not a noodle arm. And all that makes sense, but with a healthy Jonathan Taylor, that to me is much more of an absolute than what you're hoping to see all of a sudden because of new guidance as a coach and Tony Sperano Jr., all of a sudden because a new quarterback, you know, a new head coach in general, new offensive philosophies. I would much rather, to me, believe and depend on Jonathan Taylor being when healthy a Jonathan Taylor, productive, productively speaking, than I would think that all of a sudden this offensive line is going to have this tremendous bounce back. But make no mistake, you do need it all. But in this case, the Colts have a need at a position that the rest of the NFL looks at as, as you mentioned in this tweet, disposable. It's just different here right now. And I don't think it's just different in the present. I said that to Mike Chapel yesterday. I don't think it's just different this year. I think it's going to be different next year. I mean, it's not like you're going to snap your finger like it's Andrew Luck and all of a sudden Andrew Luck is in there and playing at a high level and you're not really worried about that. You're going to be worried about a lot of things now. First and foremost, what you're worried about is he being deemed worthy of playing in week number one. And coaching staff not feeling that he is far behind uh, to the extreme and be necessary to have Gardner Minshew in there. Again, you don't want it. You don't want it. We don't want to talk about it. You want to give him every benefit of support possible, again, in the moment, and then certainly for the next couple here. And more so than Michael Pittman Jr., 
more so than what you know with Josh Downs coming in as a rookie, more so than you know Alec Pierce in year number two. Uh, the tight end situation, you can count on what when healthy. You can count on Jonathan Taylor, the rookie quarterback. And even next year, you know, the second-year quarterback is going to depend on that support. It's different here. And again, I don't, that's not going to have a drastic change across the board around the NFL. I mean, it's not all of a sudden other organizations are going to think like this. This is just the situation the Colts are in. I mean, this is the situation the Colts are in. Like it or loathe it, where Chris Ballard has, has put this team, but that's where it is. You need that support. And it's different, even with other so-called contenders. I mean, the Chargers out west and the AFC, they're a contender. The Vikings have been a contender. They just said, hey, let's get rid of this dude. I mean, look at the incredible turnaround that they had with the Giants. And now everybody's talking about, you know, Saquon Barkley. Is he going to get what he deserves as being an integral part of that? Sure, probably not. But again, here it is different. Got a lot of things to prove, none of which are postseason runs. It is getting off to a good start and having a rookie quarterback evolve into making sure everybody supports the fact that you took him number four overall. The believability. Need help from me running back on that. He is the... He is the most productive member of that offense that you can talk about when healthy consistently. He's got to be that. Just different. So hopefully, George, that answers your question right there. JMV, the best way to be a true understander of McConnell's impact is to watch him live. His effort is 100% constant, and he totally changes the game in the Pacers' favor when he gets his minutes. I'm telling you, you look back and those positive moments in games – you look back in those games that you were impressed by the Pacers, most of the time coming off the bench and playing a role that you can see that may not show up immediately in the box score other than when it's coming from the bench play of T.J. McConnell. He has been big in that aspect. And I'm sorry, we'll be missing. JMV, you mentioned Canadian wildfires a little bit earlier today. Is that smoke coming back at us? Evidently that it is. I'm going to read this from Sean Ash right here. Air quality alert Sunday for all of Indiana. As the latest round of dense wildfire smoke from Canada arrives, milky sky and poor air quality. Spoil another relatively comfortable type of day. Thanks a lot, Canada. <laughs> so it's back coming up on Sunday. I think we got storms here tomorrow, but back coming up on Sunday. Hey, busy Friday, busy weekend around here. We'll dive into that. And then coming up in about 17 minutes, we have a little bit of Anything Goes to close out the week here. 21 minutes of Anything Goes. In fact, coming up at the top of the hour, somebody's going to win some Farm Aid tickets as well before 6. 93.5107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. If somebody gets in your face and calls you a I want you to be nice. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. 
All right. September the 23rd, Ruoff Music Center. Dave Matthews is going to be a part of it with Tim Reynolds. Mellencamp, Neil Young, Willie Nelson, and more. That is Farm Aid. And all week long, we've been giving away tickets for Farm Aid at number 9 at 239-1070. will go on us. Thank you, Live Nation. Uh, quick shout to Kyle, who's out there hopefully listening to my man, Jimi Hendrix, who I know has got a higher profile gig now with TCU Amphitheater and uh, other venues, I believe. Uh, Yum Center, maybe, and over in Lexington at Rupp, too. So good for Jimmy on that. Strong promotion. But September the 23rd, tickets go on sale officially. That is tomorrow, July the 15th. But Farm Aid is back in central Indiana. And that's on September the 23rd. That should be an absolute blast. You know, we were talking about this yesterday. Farm Aid started in 85. That's when you had Live Aid. Live Aid was yesterday, back in 1985, which if you look at the list in both Philadelphia and at Wembley in London, it is absolutely mind-blowing what you could have seen. And then obviously at Wembley, you you saw, you know, one of the best performances live music wise ever. Most documented live music performance we've ever seen with uh, Freddie Mercury and Queen. But that was yesterday in 1985. This is Farm Aid. Tickets go on sale coming up tomorrow. So have a blast with that. And we have been doing that all week. I also mentioned this. I am off on Monday. I'm back with you on Tuesday. I don't know what we have what we have coming up next week. But I do know this. I want you to make sure. Make sure you sign up for our golf outing today because I, we promise you an incredible time. August the 18th, that is the fan golf outing at back nine. You have to be there. We're going to have what normally you have at a golf outing, except we're going to be at back nine. Uh, It is the fan back nine golf outing presented by Franciscan Health. Uh, Me, Jake, Kevin, everybody from here. But we have to have you. I want you to be involved. Uh, Basically, we'll start. We'll do our shows from back nine and promise you a blast. If you don't know where Back 9 is, you can see it from I-70. And I think because of construction, a lot of times when you're sitting on I-70 here on the near south side of downtown, you're probably going nowhere. Your ass is just sitting. So you can uh, look over toward the south there at Drover Street. Uh, your cross street right there is Morris. And boom, there it is. It is an awesome facility. And a shout out to Danny Hayes. Just puts on great events there. But it is the Back Nine Fan Golf Outing presented by Franciscan Health Heart Center. That's August the 18th. Tickets are available right now. In fact, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to put this on, copy this and put this on Twitter to make sure everybody signs up for this right now. Eating and drinking and having a good time. And watching me crush a golf ball. Uh, We promise a great time. And rarely do we ever as a station or able to get together like this. Uh, And it's going to make it more impactful for me. It's going to be great. 
August the 18th. You can register now. Eat, drink, and play. We'll do all that and then some. Really, what we got to do is I got to bring out some music too so we can crank that up. Hey, good time. And I shall, uh, I'm going to put this on Twitter as I talk to you right now here and make sure you know that this is going to be an absolute blast. I'm going to type, going to be a blast. You guys are going to get that in actual time right here. There you go. Sign up for today. Should be great. All right, coming up here in the 6 o'clock hour, we got a little bit of Anything Goes. We can work it in if you guys want to at the beginning here, but Anything Goes at 239-1070, which means we'll talk about anything that you want to talk about, even if you feel, and I've never really stated it this way. Here's why. Because if I come on here and I say, hey, you know what? There's nothing going on right now. I mean, yeah, that sounds really motivated to have a talk show, right? So we talk like that there's everything going on around here. And in fact, there's still enough going on around here to motivate the call. And with anything goes, we can do whatever you want to talk about and which is going on around here. Uh, this weekend, Black Expo is going on. You got a great show that's about ready to start coming up here. It's a free show featuring DeBarge and uh, Stephanie Mills, along with the OJs. But there is a ton happening. Uh, we talked about the Summer League game, Pacers, Mavericks coming up later on tonight. Things underway at 7 o'clock and the uh, second half of the Major League Baseball season. I mentioned the Reds and the Brewers start tonight that weekend set at Great American, which, as Chris we- Chris Welch told us just last hour, earlier this hour, in fact, that uh, it is sold out. I think he said a couple of dates are sold out this week, and then one's 42-plus as it stands right now. Reds, Brewers, first and second place, respectively, in the Central to start the second half. The Brewers a game back. Burns and Ashcraft, if you need it, pitching matchup-wise coming up later on tonight. Cubs-Red Sox, also a part of this second-half starter up at Wrigley Field in Chicago. That is an 8.05 first pitch. Kyle Hendricks gets the ball 3-3 and 3.04 earned on average for the Cubs. Second half, Tucker Barnhart joined us early in the week. We talked about that. You know, the second half for the Cubs... 42-47, five games under. Cubs and Red Sox tonight at 8.05. Cardinals and Nationals from St. Louis tonight at 8.15. So full schedule of games in the second half of a Major League Baseball season. Man, you're right, Skivvies. Who was this that just set... All-time WNBA and NBA record with 37 points in final round of three-point contest. That's just knocking down some shots. I just don't know how that is. I don't know timing-wise and such how it is different than, you know, going back to some of those original contests of the 80s. But that's uh, impressive right there, to say the least. It's funny. I think we saw, maybe saw her a year ago when we were taping something downtown in the the uh, New York Liberty were staying in the hotel right there across from that Hilton, Hyatt, whatever it is, the Hyatt, Hyatt House, right across from Greenwich Field House of the New York Liberty. That's fairly impressive right there, to say the least. Uh, that's going on right now. And you got a busy weekend forthcoming for you. All right, here's what I'm going to do. We'll take a break, come back. We got how long? 
going right here. 21 minutes or so. I've got a little anything goes. If you guys need it or not, right? <laughs> anything goes? Oh, yeah. I, I didn't 21 minutes? Talking to me. All yeah. right, 21 minutes. 21 minutes on the clock. 239-1070, the number. We've got... Your opportunity to talk about whatever you want to talk about. Up until the last word comes at you at 6.30. It is Anything Goes at 239-1070. That's coming at you to end your work week next. The Ride with JMV. Can I talk to Dana? There is no Dana, only Zool. What a lovely singing voice you must have. Now, I'm going to count to three, Zooli, and if I don't get to talk to Dana, there's going to be some real trouble in this apartment, I think. 93.5 and 107.5, The Fan. All right, let's do it. little anything goes for about 20 minutes here. You guys ready? Number 239-1070, let James set you up, and let's just talk about whatever the hell you want to talk about for the next 20 minutes. That's what we do in the 6 o'clock hour, and we have a little bit of space leading up to the last word. Matt Taylor and the Goreman at the bottom of the hour. So, again, 30, well, until, 30 minutes until that, 20 minutes of conversation with you and I on whatever. Yeah, you know, normally they say, uh, you know, sports, we do that three until six, but we do whatever you guys want within reason. You know, I'm not talking about news or politics or any of that jack crap, <laughs> but oops, it was almost really anything goes right there. <laughs> almost, almost. I've got the red button here just in case, but within reason anything you want to hit and certainly we can dive into more sports content if you want to do that there is still even though everybody kind of frowns on the time of year there's still a lot happening a lot happening and a lot that affects you out there right now and hopefully you are out there right now like going out to stuff because that's the one thing that stands correct Uh, everywhere you go there's something going on right now Uh, that's going to be a blast Who's at Ruoff tonight? Can you look that up? I mentioned it at the Vogue tonight, and I was going to drop by there a little bit later on before I go home. Uh, the Vogue has Situation Gray. That was one of the uh, 90s cover bands that I, I watched a great deal at the Bluebird in Bloomington uh, back in the 90s. Uh, they are back together. That's Situation Gray at the Vogue. Uh, that is going on tonight. But you got a lot of uh, Indiana Black Expo concerts going on, too. What's at Ruoff tonight? I'm not seeing anything for tonight. I know tomorrow it says they have Shania Twain. Shania Twain? Shania Twain. There you go. I have no idea. Shania. Yeah. (laughs) Interesting pronunciation there. I don't know. Man, not only are you not in the 80s, you're not even in the 90s here, are you? Man. If she were playing for Helmet or somebody like that, you'd be down with that, right? You like Helmet? Pantera? If oh, she I love in, Pantera. If she were in Pantera, if she were singing Walk, you'd be all over Shania Twain. Is that what you said, Shania? I, I love think that. So, yeah. Please do more of that. <laughs> Shania Twain. I have a Pantera tattoo, actually. You don't either. Oh, do yeah. Oh, yeah. On my See, uh, elbow. People are going to request Pantera and Walk tomorrow night. And there's, I just, I don't know if, like, on B, that's just a little. A little bit too heavy. That's a little too. With, with the late, great. Dimebag Daryl mm-hmm. playing. It's a little too heavy. Maybe a little too. It's like Nine Inch Nails might be too. Like Head Like a Hole has been requested before and Closer, which I have to go and edit the hell out of. You 
if you did Pantera, you could do Cemetery Gates. Think so? I think you could do Cemetery Gates. But most of the time, everybody knows Walk, and they're going to go with Walk. That's fair. So, anyway, that's tomorrow night, by the way. It is nothing but the 96 until midnight over on B105.7. All right, anything goes starts with Dave right now at 239-1070. Hello, Dave. Hello, J&V. Thanks for taking my call. You know it, buddy. Dave and Kokomo, by the way, long time, probably seventh or eighth time. But uh, just wanted to tell you how much you know, we appreciate you keeping it real with the music, with local sports and businesses, because what we do. And yeah, I, I still want to get you up here to Kokomo sometime. Yes. I've got two or three legendary Kokomo bars that we could tear up. And uh, we what, what are the to- what are the names of the legendary bars? You're talking about our tavern tour stops, um, and you you have Dave before wanted us to get to Kokomo. What what do you have in mind for us? Oh my good, uh, what we have uh, Ned's Corner Pub. Nice. Okay, uh, we have uh, the Elbow Room. Okay, uh, I mean I, I could go on and on and on. Uh, I am looking up Ned's Corner Pub in Kokomo. That's on Marklin Avenue, Kokomo, Indiana. It is yes, Ned's Corner Pub. I'm looking at it right here on uh, their Facebook page. There's their menu right here. We're talking about incredible food. I see a ginormous tenderloin on the menu here. Exactly. Ned- and I've been going there for 50 years at least. How long has it been open overall? I, I could not tell you that. Uh, you, you can check, but I mean, it's been there a lot longer than I've been around. Okay. Ned's Corner Pub, and you mentioned Elbow Room, which is in, in uh, Kokomo as well. What else? Oh, my goodness. Well, gosh, we have uh, downtown, we have uh, Cooper's Pub. Gotcha. Google's, the Coterie. We've got the Ale House. I mean, you've been. We've got great local bars. They all have great food, and they're all good local people. And, uh, and we could we could just take a we could put you, we could put you in a, a vehicle and just do a bounce to bounce. Let's just do it. I, I think I'm going to go ahead and pitch this to Brent Holverson, Ned's Corner Pub. I'm going to pitch it to him, okay, and see what that we can do. That would be terrific, Dave. That is awesome, right there. You have a great weekend. Thanks for the call. Thank you. That is how anything goes is. I'm telling you what, this is something else right now. Uh, last place we went for a tavern tour stop was Irea's. I mean, just the legendary Irea's on College near southeast side of downtown. If you're out there listening right now, much like Dave just called in, propping up Ned's Corner Pub in Kokomo for a future tavern tour stop, what do you think? You got anything in mind near where you live, maybe your hometown right now, anything that we haven't done, anything that we haven't thought about, anything hasn't been mentioned? Because I kind of feel like we have hit, certainly around here, we've hit a ton. But are there any places, I mean, in this case, you know, in Kokomo is a little bit further out, but even if it's that far out, like Ned's Corner Pub, any other spots in mind? that you would like to see a tavern tour stop. And, you know, the fabric of the tavern tour stop with Heaven Hill Distillery is, you know, is, is kind of, you know, a, a bar, a, kind of a hole in the wall, a joint, a tavern. 
I mean, it's probably tough for me to completely define, but you know it when you see it. So much like Ned's Corner Pub, is there any other places in and around Indy or in your town that we're missing? Let's go. BTR is at 239-1070. It's anything goes, BTR. How are you? Hey, brother. I can tell you... uh... Uh, not necessarily a tavern tour stop, but you ought to do a American Legion stop tour. Well, I'm a huge uh, American uh, Legion fan. I love it. Uh, I've, I've uh, gone. I've been. We used to hold our family reunion in the Legion in Bloomfield, Indiana, for a number of years. So I'm a big Legion fan. Uh, uh give homage to our veterans. No but, uh, question about that. I want to think uh, what your uh, take is on was the rest better or not better for the Reds this weekend? Oh, I I don't I don't happen to think it really matters. Um but what's how we'll view it though. Let's just say for example BTR they go into a bit American of a skid. Legion stops. American Legion tours. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm all for it. I mean, the one in Bloomfield that I mentioned, uh, how about, I think they still have the one in Bedford, the American Legion Post 33. I'll be all about it. American Legion Post 67 in Sheridan. Got that right. BTR, I appreciate you. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Now, you mentioned the Reds and the All-Star break and the rest coming at a bad time. I think more so than that, what's – going to be coming at a bad time if they're not playing well and consistent type of baseball as they were would be the schedule where you go milwaukee san francisco arizona milwaukee again the dodgers now this is going to be of all that we have seen so far you know and all the euphoria and the excitement we've seen from this reds team so far being able to withstand this schedule coming up, that is going to me, when you're talking about what these next one, two, three, four series, that may end up telling you the tale of the tape. Uh, we'll see. Uh, Bob Line 4 is on Anything Goes. Hello, Bob. Hey, how you doing? Great, Bob. Um, uh, JMV, I mean, you're you're the music man. You you know all kinds of music. You're the best music man I I ever knew. Thanks, buddy. So uh, I'm heading out to Daniel's Vineyard tonight to listen to a little Jay Baker. I don't even know what I'm getting into. What kind of show is that going to be? Uh, Jay Baker, where's that again? Jay, uh, now I know Jay Baker from the old Bob and Tom show. This is a different Jay Baker, right? Uh, I'm I'm guessing so. It's um, I I don't know really. Uh, know. Is it the it's, Jay it's, Baker Trio? Is that who it is? Yeah, I, I think so. They're playing out at Daniel's Vineyard. All right, Jay Baker Trio, if that's what it is here. Um, clearly, there are three. Uh, <laughs> here's what it says. Uh, uh, Jay began performing with his family's Indiana-based band with his big brother, David. Four years later, they would meet Kevin uh, Bonowitz, drums. They would put something together called the Jay Baker Band. Um, they have opened and shared the stage here with Luke Bryan, Justin Moore, wow. Keith Urban, Faith Hill, Gretchen Wilson, Phil Vassar. Most recently opened a hip-hop artist show with Flo Rider on the main stage at Ruoff. So, wow. yeah, you're going to get some good fun stuff tonight. They have country and some alternative rock. You're going to be enjoying that tonight. Where is this again? 
It's at Daniel's Vineyard out here off the northeast side. All right. Out off uh, County Line Road. Daniel's up, up Vineyard. You got yeah. it. Daniel's Vineyard so, near Geist tonight. Jay Baker Band. You'll love it. Hey, one more thing. Yo. You want a tavern tour stop? Yes. Man, there's nothing better than Bongi's Tavern. I know. I've, that's that's yeah. not the first time. Not the first time, Bob. Wow. Somebody's mentioned that, buddy. That'd yeah. be the bomb. What is that again? Where is that? Up in Madison County? Bongi's. Yeah, yeah. Bongi's is up. It's not quite to Anderson, but up in that area. It's just out in the middle of nowhere, really. Bongi's Tavern. Do you have to sit? Is it like a place where you sit in the car sometimes too, and wait? No, it, it's really. You know, they have outstanding food. Okay. They, really great food, but the whole get of that is everybody goes up there they got like a gravel parking lot you tailgate in the parking lot ah. for about an hour or so before you go in to eat bongi's tavern and that's not the first yeah. time bob that's been mentioned but enjoy the jay baker trio tonight at daniel's vineyard have a good time appreciate you got you bob have a great weekend my man daryl who's going to be out and about tomorrow night listening to the jmv takeovers with us now hello daryl hey john how you doing buddy? great buddy Hey, I've already got a uh, carload of uh, gigglers all set for you tomorrow night. Oh, you uh, do now, huh? You you pre-schedule that? I love it. Oh, yeah, I got to pre-schedule it. Gotta, you know, got to make it work. work <laughs> well, you, know? you do. It does. You got to make that work the way that it is. So I'll be I'll be waiting tomorrow night with a little uh, nothing but the hey, 90s for you. Hey, question. Yep. If, if the Colts don't take Anthony Richardson number four, where do you think he ends up? Oh, man. Um, where was that talked about afterwards? I haven't brought this up in a while. Um, you still think he goes first round? or? Yeah. Like, I'll give you a great example. He was not going to fall like Levis fell. Know what I mean? I mean, he wasn't going to fall like that. What, maybe the Raiders, I guess? The Raiders could have? I mean, maybe the Seahawks would have some interest. Maybe even the—I I don't know—but he would not have fallen. He would have been quickly scooped, I think, or somebody would have traded up, I think, to get with him. But no, he would not have fallen as Levis fell. Do you think he's going to be the starter on opening day? I do, I do, and here's the reason why: because I think that's what the owner wants. So I think they're going to try their damnedest to get him prepared and ready. And it may be a a complete mess a lot of the times. Be prepared for that. But I think you should also be prepared for him to be the starter week one. Well, I've already got him. I'm going to place the bet under the total this year. You might. You might do that. Somebody, Daryl, asked me about wins the other day over under on six wins. I would take the under. I'd take under four, maybe. Yeah, you might. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be as bad when when loss wise as it was a year ago. But if it's better, it's probably going to be by one game. Because yeah. the schedule, right, just because of the strength right. of the schedule. Daryl, call me tomorrow night. All right, brother. Take care. Well done, Caleb's up next on anything goes. Hello, Caleb. Hey, John. How you doing? Great, brother. Hey, uh, your tavern tour thing got me thinking, and I, I'm, I'm from your neck of the woods down in Owen County. I live just north, or I used to live growing up just north of the Green County line in Owen County. Yep. I wondered if you had any good Skid Row tavern uh, stories from your youth, because I, <laughs> I figured you probably did. It's no longer there anymore, and I only went in there once whenever I turned 21, but I was like, you know what? 
I bet JMB's got it. Um, yeah, it is a, a little wild over there. I, it, it was something. It was a restaurant. They tried to transform that place, I believe, right, Caleb, into yep, a restaurant yeah. right before COVID. And yep. I actually went in there during the summer of 2020 uh, yep. for lunch, and that, yep. that place didn't last. I forget what it is now. It's. Uh, I don't know if the building is even standing there. They've got a little Mexican restaurant yeah. behind it. Yeah. I tried it once before that, and I actually went to a game at Eastern this year, and I got me to thinking about that. And then I was listening to you on my way home, and I was like, I want to, I want to. Yeah, like I've, I've definitely, I've definitely been there before. There's no doubt about yeah. that. Also, I, people don't know this, do they? And I know it's called by a different name. And I know that there's still a uh, pizza pantry that's in Ellettsville, but the pizza yep. pantry pizza is my all-time favorite. Yeah, so the one in Spencer now is called Pizza Town USA. I yeah. actually just saw it because you know, I live in Fishers with my, my girlfriend, and we went and dropped um, my dog off with my grandma before I left town for an AAU tournament or something. And, and right. I saw that it changed, and I told her, I was like, that's an abomination. I was like, that should be that's Pizza Pantry forever. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I, I think they're they're kind of going for you know the kind of political connection kind of thing, fun-loving yeah. political connection yeah. deal there, I think. But the uh, sausage and the mushroom pizza is, I think, virtually the same as it is with Pizza yeah. Pantry. So, yeah, that well, works. if I ever run into you playing pickup basketball on the south side, um, I, I know you run with a couple of buddies of mine. I want to make sure to ask if you have any good. Who do, who do I run with that's yeah. friend of yours? Uh, Tony Adrania, I'm sure you might uh, know Tony's Tony. a great dude, man. He, I tell you what, yeah. he is. He's a really good basketball mind. Really he good. See, we coached. We coached together at Southport before I came up to Fishers, and Tony's a really good good buddy of mine. And um, I coach at Fishers now, but yeah, I stay in contact with Tony probably two or three times a week. Great guy, um, absolute great yeah. guy. Yep, he is. He's good. He's not as good as Jordy Holes as I like to tell him because he graduated <laughs> the same year. But he's pretty. He's pretty dang good, and um, he was a really big mentor of mine as well. So yeah, good, great well, breakdown of especially. He does a lot of IU film stuff. I believe he puts on social media. He does a great job of that. He really does. Yeah, well, the stuff that he doesn't put out, and he tells me like off the side is even better. So I, I'm really lucky <laughs> to pick his mind all the time. So yeah, if I ever run into you playing pickup ball with him, I want to get some of those skid rows. Well, I mean, I, I get over the see Brendan. Brendan Dudas is the baseball coach, and uh, he's also Mister Wiffleball there on the south side at the Dirt Yard. And I think they're out of town in Pittsburgh for some wiffleball tournament. So he completely screws me on Sunday, so we can't play at Southport Fieldhouse. Yeah, yeah, that does. Yeah, and I got. I don't. I tried to tell Dudas too. I said, "Man, it's affecting your game." I mean, you miss a game winner the other night. This is you may be great in wiffle ball right now, but your basketball lean is is waning a little bit because we're not playing enough on Sunday. So I tried to get him to fire back up so we can get back in there. Yeah, well, I know Southport's got a good baseball program, and a lot of it has to do with him from what I'm hearing. Oh, he's great. Yeah, he is. He he is a terrific coach. Southport, they could not be more fortunate to have him lead their baseball program because he's exactly what you want. Yep, I agree. I I really enjoy – I didn't overlap my time with him at Southport, but everything I've heard from people that know him, um, you know, they speak very, very highly of him. Yep. Yep, with good reason. Caleb, have a great weekend. Thanks for the call. Yeah, you too, man. All right, uh, anything goes. Adam is next. Hello, Adam. Hey, how you doing, James? Great, brother. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I got two shameless plugs here. First, yep. the Gaz Classic on the east side next weekend. Toughest 3v3 basketball tournament you can have. Okay. It's a grueler. It's outside. Uh, they're cooking hot dogs. They cook all types of food, though. Uh, great day. Bring the family out, everybody. Um, uh, proceeds go to a dear friend of mine who was struck on 70 West, struck by a car. 
uh, in a coma now, so everything helps for them. So what, what is the three-on-three? Three? What's it one. called? What's the tournament called again? The Gavs Class, Gavigan's Classic. Okay. Over on uh, Cecina area. Yes, uh, I know. I, you know what? I have talked about that before. I know exactly the tournament you're talking about because that also, I think there's a, a relation, a connection with Mike Manley and uh, the uh, Manley's Irish Mud over there too, right? A little bit with yes, that? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Believe their family. You got it. Adam, call me back, and we'll make sure we get people out there too. All right. Yes, sir. Adam, thank you very much. Is BT gone? I was going to pick up BT, and he just left. All right, here's the deal. Do do not overwhelm me tomorrow night with 90s country, okay? I may stick in some Garth Brooks and friends in low places for S's and G's, but BT is going to try to overwhelm me with 90s country, and I don't know if I want to do that. BT, come on, man. Friends in low places, I'll do that. Hey, James, great job out of you. Great week. Uh, my thanks to Chris Wells of the Reds Television Network earlier and uh, Pat Sullivan, Sullivan Hardware and Garden in studio. Podcast 107.5thefan.com. I'm off on Monday. Back on Tuesday, Greg Rakestraw is in for me on Monday. JMV Takeover is going to be incredible. Nothing but the 90s tomorrow night is going to be a blast. Six until midnight. Please listen. We'll have some fun. Otherwise, have a great weekend. Be careful. The last word is coming at you next. Next.